I'm trying to do a radio program. I'm trying to do the Russell Brand show. Yeah. <laughs> radio X. This doesn't sound like a thing that's true. Russell Brand. <laughs> radio X. You're listening to the Russell Brand podcast on Radio X with me. I'm I'm Russell, and you, Matt Morgan. And G's not here yet, but. He, I don't think here he is. He's wandering in. He'll like it. We'll give him such a welcome. He won't feel left out. Jay, Jay's here. Welcome. We (laughs) (laughs) We we go. Starting without me. That's what I said. I said if we start without Jay, it's bad manners. He said, "Give you such a warm welcome." Welcoming back so warmly. That means I've got to now listen to the whole thing to see if you did give me a warm welcome. Well, you did. You were here for the warm welcome. I didn't warm welcome you before you got here. There's no point squandering warmth so uh, we've just done the radio show it was quite an interesting show it was a journey Noel Gallagher was on of course and uh, what else happened oh yeah I talked about uh, the feelings of uh, re- administrative restriction that you're, this goes before the show so All right. now you're do I the drama. do I talk about uh, who knows if I talk about administrative <laughs> restriction did Noel who knows if Noel came into the studio it's good to see him though it's like if yeah. he came, so I've got to do some. Uh, here's some promo. Uh, like this is for our adverts. In fact, you take a copy as, as well because then we can uh, we can do these. Go on then. Uh, oh yeah, I do need one actually, Neil. So look, li- like these are things for jingles. Hi, I'm Russell. I'm back on air. You can expect to hear XXXXX and XXXXX. Well, we have to do those. Well, this is like a basic promo. You could do it. Well, I can't say hi, I'm Russell. All right, say hi, so you're very Russell. Very budget on, it, on Radio <laughs> X's part. Yeah. Hi, I'm Russell Brand. No, I am. <laughs> See? I'm that. Russell Brand. I'm, so I'm, I'm Spartacus. Here. Say hi, I'm Russell. Hi, I'm Russell. Hi, I'm Russell. Hi, I'm Russell. <laughs> See? Radio X, 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 X. A couple of script ideas to help us get started. That's right, I'm back on air, live in the studio. I'm thinking it, you're thinking it. What could go wrong? Well, but you could do that from your perspective. That's right, he's back on air live in the studio. I'm thinking it, you're thinking it. What could go wrong? Oh, well done, Matt. That's I am available for voiceover work. You've always <laughs> been trying to get voiceover. Yeah, you should. You've got a great voice. I've done voiceover work, and seriously, you've, oh, got, I do you've it. got that voice. I hate my voice. Whenever no, I hear no, no, it no, back, no, no. it sounds good. No, when I drove back no, from awful. your house, I had the radio on, Did and I couldn't listen it? to us on the radio. No, you shouldn't. Don't do any voiceover work, Matt. It's not for you. Every Sunday morning, embark upon an existential, I think that means, journey through the universe with me and the guarantee of inner harmony and peace. I've just been told I cannot guarantee inner harmony or peace. I can guarantee it. You've just got to uh, relinquish your desire to control things, which very is hard. As it, Russell has done, of course. It says here they want me to record a promo for the show. What is it I need to do for that? Can't someone else do this for me? Yes, someone else could. Go on, Matt. Do like freestyle <clears throat> promo for our radio show. But hang on, doesn't... There's no point in it because they're never going to use my They will, one. they might. I'm Matt Morgan. I'm off the Russell Brand yeah. radio show. You know me. What the? What was that? <laughs> Your head was bouncing around. It says here. <laughs> yeah. Says. Well, that's from your point of view. Like, Russell's on Radio X live every Sunday morning from 11 till 1. And it's really good. The dog's come back. What happened, Django? This is shambolic. Taz. <laughs> Where is he then? Cut this bit out. I'm not sure. Well, that's no bloody help to me. Get him to oh, do it. Yeah, get Bear to do it. Did he? <laughs> Poor thing, he's buzzing his tits off. 
All right, come on, let's crack on with this. You're listening okay. to Russell Brand on the Radio X podcast. You've heard us just do some promos. You may have heard Noel come into the studio. You may have heard me dismantle the machinery that stands behind radio, just to expose for a moment the absolute bloody truth of it. Gee, you've got something you want to harp on about, isn't it, to do pound coins? Yeah, pound coins you know, are about to become they, obsolete. They've brought, in the, uh, yeah. they've brought in the new pound coins, mm. and so people are now trying to get rid of the old pound coins. So there's this news agent's around the corner from me. I go in there just to get a little drink. I give the guy a £10 note. The dude gives me nine old pound coins. And he put his hand into the register and he didn't just like f- fling them out willy-nilly. He, he picked selected. out the selected the old ones. So now I've made... Hang a, on, are the new ones out? The new ones are out now. I haven't seen them. Well, they're yeah. multi-sided. Yeah, multi-sided and they've got like a so-called little hologram thing carved in the middle of them. No, there's no hologram. Well, it ain't a hologram, but it's an algorithm well, or something like, like that. I don't how's know. there a hologram on a coin? I want to see, you press a button and like, a Princess Leia thing stands out of the coin. <laughs> Yeah, but it should be Princess Diana saying, I'm your only hope. See, I've, only, I've only got old ones. I haven't got new ones. Yeah, I've, I've never seen one. a new one. What is stupid about money at the moment mm. is, and I keep seeing this in the paper, right? When the new £5 came out, certain serial numbers, like 00, I don't know what, that certain ones are valuable yeah, because, yeah, whatever it is. And, and then people sell a £5 note on eBay for like 50 grand and people buy them. Some people have started and to... So, yeah. It's an interesting way of uh, addressing the very notion of money. Like some £5 notes are worth more than £5 and as much some, as 50 some grand. Some £5 notes have got some, is it Jane Eyre picture or something like that engraved in it? There's only four of them and they're worth about 50 grand each. Oh, this is ridiculous. It's like lottery tickets. It's like Willy Wonka. You've got to have standardised value for money. I mean, that's the one thing. I mean, then there's inflation going up and going down all over the place. I see articles all the time. Have you got one of these two P's that's got a like, date new, wrong yeah, on it or pens, something? Or, yeah. Pens, yeah. And then, yeah, New pence instead of saying two pence. I right? bet you've been scrambling around in a, a Ritz biscuit tin in your attic. Once. I bet your hands stink of coppers, don't they? <laughs> You're that stinky old copper. You know what? I once had a. I, I think I've told you this before, but I had a thing of coppers that started off as a hat, right? And I used to put my change in it when yeah. I came home. I'd take all the decent coins out. What's right? the lowest that you'll leave? Five p's get left. Ten p's. Ten p's there. Pay. You're coming with me, Sam. Yeah. With a new life. But not always. Even. I mean, as, I, as things changed in my life, even tens and twenties got left behind. I still live with fifty. Oh, oh I leave in a pound coin in there. Find a pound not. coin in a copper pot. <laughs> but listen, right? And then I kept it going, and then mm. it got too big for the hat. So there was a bin bag around the hat. Then in the end, it was this huge thing, and I moved house with it. It was in the bottom of my wardrobe. Then I took it to a coin star. Guess how much? Go on. £500 in twos and ones and fives. You were rich beyond your wildest dreams. You were like a man who was carrying a magical superpower that you'd never unlocked. That's a wee there in some sort of trolley, I vaguely recall. Where would you you get a trolley? You're like someone from the Beano. That's like the sort of thing that happened to Minnie the Minx. That doesn't happen to real people. I came home and with my money, I bought a big pile of mashed potato with sausages sticking (laughs) out of it. (laughs) And then sat on a dick chair. This is the life. Two thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) Sat there wiggling, paddling with your trousers rolled up. You're living in a a bloody comic book. I feel like we've spoken about this. Years ago, we're always talking our, about things like that, Matt. We're all we're, sorry to any fans who go. Oh, they made these exact jokes fifteen years ago. Did they, did they count it in a, with a machine? Was that a machine? Yes, yeah, a coin star. It's really good fun, and it rejects like American money or euros. It sort of sorts it all. You just like pump it in. It's well, amazing. listen to this. I read the Times because why not newspaper and like. In it, there was a story about a piano tuner. This one wasn't blind. And he'd found in a piano given to him by the school, his former employer, a big bag of gold sovereign coins. I saw this. And that piano had been donated by a couple, the auto-photographed. They never knew that the gold coins were under there. Of course they didn't. 
So he's flogged it, old piano tutor, teacher, tuner, man. He flogged the coins or the piano? He's flogged them for 200 right. grand. He had to give 100 grand to the school. The other 100 grand is. The family that donated goes, we don't mind. We're not bothered about things like that. We're not, we don't want a cut or nothing. They were very sanguine, very wow. mellow about it. How would you Wasn't feel? Wasn't it declared as treasure? Cause if it, it was treasure. Yeah. It was declared as treasure. But once it had been declared as treasure, carry on. That's treasure. Thank you. <laughs> I saw something recently about these people who bought a tank. Mm. Uh, from I guess the first Iraq war yeah. they opened the fuel tank full of gold bars oh, stolen glory, gold bars glory. I'd love a stolen and do you know gold what? bar listen to this Go on. loads of gold bars they gave them away oh I love it. them went, what like, we, we're just happy to buy a, a tank no they were like tank nerds we're just happy with our tank. We don't want these gold bars. Gold bars. And there's a video of them. They filmed themselves. Yeah, going, they thought they were going to pull out weapons. They thought they were like stashed guns. Which they would have probably preferred because they're tank robots. Oh, yeah. But they went, oh, no weapons, guys. Just solid gold bars. If only these gold bars could be transformed into weapons <laughs> somehow through some economic system long established. Apparently, Saddam Hussein had one of the world's largest emeralds. He used it as a paperweight and it's just gone missing. No one's ever found it. Where the he- If you've got Saddam's large emerald, could you text us on radio, please? Because <laughs> we would love that. Oh, yeah. Or you can tweet us on Radio X with Saddam's giant emerald hashtag. Could you? Because I'd like that, actually. Because, mm. now, honestly, that's my bloody emerald. I popped that down for a paperweight. Old Saddam, he's claimed it because he was, he was a crafty, wasn't he? And his boys, Udi and the other one, Snides, weren't they? A couple of them, the buggers. Oh, the way Udi used to swan around Baghdad <laughs> in a sports car. How do you know? He was the worst one today, I'm saying. They told us that. He might have been right as rain, mightn't he? Hang on. Who, where am I getting my information no, from? Was, they were all quite bad. The Husseins. <laughs> <laughs> all the Husseins. The Husseins, they're like a bad family. All people with the surname Hussein. Yeah, because I know a few, and they're all right. But the Husseins, the Baghdad Husseins, oh, the absolute buggers. I used to laugh, and I still laugh, whenever I hear about Saddam's bath party. Yeah. <laughs> hey, come on, join my bath party. <laughs> no swimming trunks. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no heavy pudding. Yeah, you can really. Hey, come on, bring a rubber ducky. I think bathism is actually a religion that we've just been uh, diminishing and being rude about there. So, uh, sorry, God. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a religion. God, it is. I don't know. God will forgive us. He's a very loving and benevolent Lord. So you're trying to get rid of your pound coins. Only nine? Why don't you just buy something worth nine quid? No, what What's I've, going what on? I've, what I've taken, what I'm doing now is I'm going to the same shop and I'm buying these little 30 pence sweets yeah. with a pound coin well, every day of the week just to, to, him. Just to give them back to him. You're vengeful. Yes. I am. I'm vindictive. You are vindictive. Like, I'm you're a petty. Poet, but I'm petty. I'm a you're petty a petty poet. poet. You're a petty, vindictive, and vengeful poet. No, because he, he he went into the to the cash register and picked out the. This old is like Seinfeld. Coins, you know? This is like Seinfeld. It's like the George. New Seinfeld. Hang on a minute. Let's write this down because this could be a new pilot. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Oh, that's the sort of thing that George from Seinfeld would no, have it's, done. It's, G. it's been a big thing. Been a big thing in my life this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but you know, like pounds that like the regular boring old pound coins. Yeah. If they all go disappear back into the machine. Someone who's kept hold of a few, they'll be worth more than a pound. Right, no one else do that, right? (laughs) Don't you do it, because it was... Giving it away. It was our idea from the get-go. Hmm, I don't like the idea of his fingers in that till, thumbing his way around, looking for the old ones, plucking them out like that. Keeping aside the new ones and then Mm. giving you the old ones. He's like a sniper, wasn't he? I know something about money. No, you do. I do. Do you? What is it, Did you know that money, coins, right... Didn't used to be magnetic at all. They didn't have, not magnetic, but they didn't have steel in them or whatever, ferrous Mm -hmm. metals. Mm -hmm. And they do now. 
right? So the old that ten p's, five p's, twenty p's. You can pick them up for magnet now. Now, why I bring this up? Right? This, even that's not the item. <laughs> oh, Where was this there. on the live show? This could have been on the live show. This sort of the, this is the thing that people gold. crave. Is it? It's not yeah, gold. Right. It's metal, the... but it's valuable. <laughs> it's valuable stuff. Um, I got into magnet fishing, where you get a very powerful magnet on the end yeah. of paracord, oh, which yeah. is like you know long, t- yeah, tough cord. I know cord. what it is, mate. I know what it know is. Paracord. Paracord, very you, powerful. I magnet. took my son, right? He's yeah. throw the mag... Shush and listen. <laughs> this is good. And you've got a, the River Thames at the end of your garden and you could do it there and I forgot to bring them. Why didn't you bring your magnet gun? I've actually lost them, but I'm going to buy a new one, a neodymium one, but I digress. Do you want me to buy you one for your birthday? They're expensive. Yeah. It's your birthday coming up. Um, Someone might get a little magnet gun. Hmm? Listen, you get a big magnet, yep. industrial sort of size magnet, throw it into a lake and pull it in and you... And you catch loads of stuff, right? Who knows what booty you'll get? So Treasures. What, if you look on YouTube, people are doing it on like Second World War battlefields, like in Holland or Northern France, yeah. right? And they find SS knives and stuff in oh, wells, I'd right? SS knife. I'd never misuse it and I don't endorse SS. <laughs> but you can find stuff. So we did it, right? And then I couldn't find much. I was finding bits of fishing equipment and random nails and stuff. Yeah. And then this bloke who... He was Knew what not he was a fisherman. No, he was staggering around drinking. Was he a mudlark? Because those mudlarks, no, they know the school. He was in the oh. woods. <laughs> They're not as good. And my son kept going to him, fisherman, fisherman. Like, fisherman. But he went, try over there. Go over in that pit. Put it over the side because that's where people sit on the wall. And then mainly to humour him, I did, right? Went over there, dropped my magnet in the water, lifted it up. It was covered in coins. About 40 coins. Wow. Twos, ones, five peas, all hanging off it like a mad beard. Right? Oh, like a beard of bees? And my son, I'd taken him and he basically was going, Bored. there's no treasure, there's no treasure. There's no he treasure. just went, oh, treasure. And there was lo- loads of money, twos and ones. Five. I love this. If this was a fairy style story, that shambling old drunk, he's the wise man on the edge of town, isn't he? Because he's not playing by the normal rules, such as he Ben wasn't. Kenobi living in a cave. Now, this is this drunken old wizard man that you've met. He's the one that guides you to the treasure. It's the mad shamanic wise man that leads you to the treasure. And suddenly you dipped your magnet under the water. What'd you come back with? A beard of bees of money. Magnificent tale. And you still- start any new quite a lot about because my son they were talking about like fish right and he was to the son to my son and Mm. he was like going that's a narwhal you know the things with like a big uh, spike on their head they were talking and I'd I'd seen him and just thought stand near me Kevin because he looked drunk and a bit mad, right? Mm. But then my son, having no sort of social stigma, uh, yeah, just love everyone, who, free love. Yeah, he was just like fisherman, fisherman. Look what we're doing. Oh, that's so and beautiful. Told him, and then the bloke took like they spoke to each other on the same level, mm. right? And Drunks. then uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean my son was buzzed, but he wasn't hammered. Um, yeah, and then uh, and it led to coins. This is a beautiful allegory for how we should it's live life. <laughs> yeah, but. Fairy stories and myths, mate, they're truer than actual truth. Because look at normal truth, truth, just a big bunch of crap going on in the world. Whereas allegories, essential truths like that, that if you trust the mad shaman, I mean me, I mean me, then he will guide <laughs> you to truth and wisdom. My truth and wisdom. Staggering my truth drunk. and wisdom. <laughs> the stag- so really, yeah, so that's, that's such a beautiful thing. It literally I'd never thought of it in that way. Of course you hadn't, because you're not I looking for the mythic and the magic. in terms of making money. <laughs> oh, Matthew, there's so much more, because even Money is just a symbol for power and the ability to influence things. But we can have more power if we trust more mad drunk people. Shall we? Dare we? Ought we? Could we? Do we? Do you think this is enough to call a podcast? I think that's a lovely little beginning to a podcast. 
It ain't enough because we're contractually obliged to provide five <laughs> minutes more. Now, this, I say, all that stuff keep at the front of the of the podcast, if you don't mind, because uh, I must say I hereby declare that I demand total editorial control, just to make that explicit. So, uh, <laughs> well, just in case, you never know. This always goes at the beginning, doesn't it? Yeah. Total editorial oh. control. No. Oh, right, sorry. Just put oh, that so anyway. You're going to listen back to stuff, tell them where to edit it, you're cut not stuff. Do I'm not doing any yeah, of that. Do that. Who'll do, do it? That. Who'll do it? Just tell oh, him. Look at people. Give, no him, a tro- give him a little trophy that says <laughs> total editorial control. No, actually, He'll I did put it on his radio show, piece. and I made a very brilliant joke about being, uh, pretending to become a black person, and I noticed that had been cut out. So that's another one of my accrued moments. So I am witnessing and watching uh, the episode that was recorded in that red room over there. And I went, you went, oh, what are you going to become a beekeeper? And I went, black person. It was a very good joke, but it was cut out of the uh, broadcast edit. Was it? Mm. Mm. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And it was like I was waiting for that moment because it was like a joke landed. I could see the trajectory like it was an arrow flying through the sky, waiting for it to hit. But then it was gone. It was gone when I listened back. So sometimes randomly I will listen back. And you should know I'm a mercurial hothead. No, I'm not. I'm a lot less of a hothead these days, aren't I? Yeah, I'm calmed down a lot actually. I've no, to not based on today's. <laughs> I don't think no, I've done anything. Today's a bit crazy, but I think that I think generally you. He just down stood there, going, "I want total editorial control." <laughs> <laughs> he says that every morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think generally I've calmed down. Should I? the people should have editorial control of their own content? Of their they? own content. Right, come on, let's wrap this up with five minutes of this. Spanish government admits, finally, that it can't defend itself against a zombie apocalypse. The Spanish government has said it's incapable of defending the country against a zombie apocalypse. And yeah, I said a couple lips. I have a zombie apocalypse this morning. The Spanish government said it's incapable of that. A government executive said, while there are plans in place to deal with a catastrophic situation, there's little point in putting plans in place for the end of the world, as such an event is unlikely to ever occur. Well, the end of the world will occur. Wasting their time talking about zombies when there's serious problems in the world. Actually, you're quite right. Here we are on the precipice of all manner of potential problems. A a peculiar time of, of... Odd distraction and disembodiment. Do you know what? You say that, but then it's always been like this. Yeah, it probably has, and it's been worse. But like, you read stuff like, even in the Guardian, Daily Mail, everywhere across the board, right? Stories that you think, oh my god, we are. We're doomed. doomed. Trump's going to kill us all. And then someone in the comments will write something and just go, actually, what's really happening is this is that, and China's trade, blah blah blah. And then you read it, and you just think, oh, and it all just melts away. So I think it's all read the comments. Yeah, read Read the the comments. What about those stories where they say like an asteroid is going to hit the Earth? Because one will. Yeah, no, that's that's one thing. But like, look on Twitter, and then there's always some (laughs) economist going, it won't happen. China and America are tied together. You know, that sort of explain it away like a grown up that sort of goes, don't be silly. But what's he doing on the... Like, look, there are global narratives that I think are somewhat dubious and are sort of used to guide public opinion. And I think perhaps true power is concealed. That's like... Yeah. Like, my general intuition, coupled with one term of listening quietly at a university, (laughs) leads me to believe that power does not operate on a level that is immediately visible and discernible. Real bad boys move in silence. Real bad boys. Yeah, yeah. Hip-hop world knows how Hip-hop to speak. Hip-hop knows, man. Hip-hop knows. Real bad boys move in silence. Yeah. Is that an actual phrase? Or what? I probably is, man. I, I might start yeah. saying that. <laughs> As I've always said, real bad boys move in silence. So if you don't hear nothing, that's probably me, just shifting about, probably in the attic. Well, no, I think that's true. But then, but I take, sometimes I get worried about stuff. Then I read some sort of economist saying, like, in a, you know, like in the New Statesman or like, I don't know, some American newspaper saying... Uh, nonsense, don't be so silly, we're safer now than ever, and all that. And I take 
some little comfort from that. So don't <laughs> so rain pick, on you, my parade. You pick the news that you want. Yes. Yeah. I'll keep searching and searching until someone says, don't worry. And that's yeah. what you want. Yeah. yeah. It's bad, really. No, we, don't, we don't want to become isolationists and just live our own little quiet little lives, do we? Like, I sometimes think, oh, let's just clear off to New Zealand where it's quiet and live on a pasture. They have a lot of earthquakes. <laughs> He's thought about it. That was a trick. Yeah. That was a trick to see if you'd thought about living in New Zealand. Matt, Matt now scoured I know you the have. earth for like, you know, looking so for There is nowhere to run to. Nowhere to run to, baby. They probably, yeah, I mean, you know. Croydon? It's very nice. Yeah. Trams, Nestle. Mm. Croydon. No? Well, yeah, here you go, son. You're going to be right as rain. We'll all be okay. That was the Russell Brand podcast. You must have enjoyed it. You must have, because you've got all the way to the end of it. If you'd liked it, why don't you give it a review? And just to show that you were actually listening to this bit, use the word uh, ninkles. Ninkles. Yeah, say, there are no ninkles in this product. This is a person who clearly knows what he's doing. And then put brackets, not Matt or G, amateurs. Amateurs, bungling fools, both, but Russell, the actual host. Full editorial control. (laughs) Could there ever be such a thing? Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Bye. Russell Brand. Radio X. Simple fact of the matter is, we are on the radio right now. It's actually happening. You are listening to Russell Brand on Radio X. And what a show it is for you this morning. It's not only this morning, actually, because we straddle midday like a stallion of time. The first hour is the morning, the second hour is in the afternoon. Noel Gallagher is even now making his way, perhaps on a horse and carriage, to the studio. On foot. Do you think he'll be on foot? Yeah. He sent Matt Morgan, whose voice you can hear now, a message saying, make sure someone's in reception to me, didn't he? Yeah, but he didn't mean it like that. He was Perhaps just saying, no, I'm going to leave my house at 11. By that voice. I'll be there at 11.15. It sounds like you're saying he's a bit of a diva. Ah. Yes. Yes, he's, he's listening to this now, and he's on some sort of, with a wireless clamped to his ear as he toddles down the street. I don't think he's got that sort of stuff. I don't think he's got... Yeah, he's eschewed modern technology. Yeah. Mr. G is with us too. You all right, mate? Yeah, good, good, good. And we're going to bring you... One hell of a show. It will be politically neutral because we've been instructed, do not mention politics. Don't mention elections. We we weren't instructed until you said, I've got a brilliant idea. It's called politics. (laughs) No, honestly, I wasn't. I got a text message. I go, what sort of things we talk about? Easter. Yeah, but I read through the lines of that. You can't go around reading through lines. Easter and stuff and politics. (laughs) I didn't even say the word I couldn't reply to it because I was sat on a train next to a lady Mm. and where your text message came in, Mm. above it was a previous text you'd sent me, which was a picture of your droppings (laughs) in the toilet. So I couldn't actually reply. I kept getting out of it. I can't reply. I simply sent you that as a a record, a historical document between men, uh, between friends. I'm not complaining. I like that sort of thing. You said that my anus must be miserly because it's squeezed out thinner than toothpaste. Well, that's why you sent them to me. They were like noodles. <laughs> I love the fact <laughs> that how you did it. I love the fact there's a level of communication between you two that I will forever be left out of. <laughs> no, I don't include be. you in things you like that, G. You've yeah. never even... Matt's always learned to tolerate my flatulence, whereas you, G, have always recoiled from it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know that's it angers me as well. The gutter here. Well, I didn't want to have it in the gutter. I was ready to talk about the lurch to the riot in global politics, whether or not we should be expanding the parameters of modern politics, or whether the glory of God could return to it. And another thing we mustn't do is glorify alcohol or glorify have drugs. Have we ever done that? Frequently. Have we? Well, you have. You're forever trying to glorify, glorify it. it. Anyway, so that, let's just remember that. So this, over the next two hours, there'll be 18 minutes of adverts. We'll be very <laughs> circumspect over the way we talk about uh, politics. Like, There's got to be balance. If you mention one part, you've got to mention them all. 
And, and there's several now. Mm. I mean, none for make any difference. But people have tried to break. I think it will, ju- it will just get boring. People, will just, it will just we'll be talking about politics then. Yeah, text and emails. It'll get you know. Yeah, right. People, people want so? an escape from all that. That's what they want from this show. And if they want to listen to me talk about politics, they can listen to my podcast Under the Skin with Brad Evans, one of the finest philosophers. Immediately after this radio show ends, I sit in here with philosophers, Matt, in the very chair where you and G sit, giggling like twerps. <laughs> I have some of the finest minds in Britain. We get out when it's good. Yeah, you get out while it's still fun, and then I carry on going, no, don't you think so, though, Brad Evans, professor? People that are actual professors, mate, come and sit yeah, in that I chair. I know all about it. All right. Also, you've got a dog in here. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've brought my dog, Bear. Bear is in the house. You are right, Bear? You're a good boy. He's a good boy. He is a good boy. He is a good boy. I travelled here today with a baby, a girlfriend, a dog. This is the life I live now. If there's no point having rap from the millennium on because let's face it it's not even real anymore it's not relevant to my life anyway also another thing you should know is it's St George's Day St George this is for you because that is the that's I believe a film about no what <laughs> St George's oh, Day. That's Braveheart, isn't he? He's with St Andrew. He is same thing, isn't it? St George's <laughs> Day for you. I didn't even know it was St George's Day. Too, so. Why don't you, and, that, right, and that's everything that's wrong with modern Britain. St George's Day, it's come and it's gone. But and it then, hasn't been jumped on like St Patrick's Day is like jumped a, on. Well, you know, like corporate wise. Ah, right. You can't brand you, it no, as a beer festival, or yeah, it's a bit. But yeah, if it was sort of branded a certain way. Because there's things to be proud of, of, you know, like Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, <laughs> but Black St. George's, St. George's all over the place, though. Monty George's... Python. Yeah, he's Turkish. He's Turkish, he's Turkish yeah. as well. Well, he was Irish, wasn't he? He's, he's Irish. Or yeah. Welsh or something. He's yeah. made up. He's a symbol of... Because, like, St. George fights the dragon, doesn't he? So he's saying the higher divine nature that rests on the horse, oh, the flesh nature, yeah. must fight the dragon flesh or reptilian... Nature nature the carnal nature the carnal nature so it's a metaphor for we must overcome our baser nature chuckle brother star jimmy pat there we go marries 26 year old fan he met on facebook right now you you remember don't you or are you too young to remember the the chuckle brothers now a lot of people don't remember this is the thing a lot of people think there are only two chuckle brothers barry and uh louise but actually (laughs) there are several there are several other chuckle brothers family some of them aren't even televised it's like Really? So there's a whole... There's Chuckle Brothers that are behind the scenes, rigging lights, writing yeah. scripts, musing over meaning. Well, one of them, Jimmy Patton... Actually, I, I watched some clips of the Chuckle Brothers, and Jimmy, the forgotten Chuckle Brother, in my view, is the best one. Well, they don't brand him as a brother in it, do they? They're well, just, he never plays a brother. He's just the boss. You'll have Barry and Louise. They'll go come in, and they'll be in some sort of caper or whatever, and often the other one... Barry. 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 Hey, oh, oh, oh no, to me, to you, etc. And then this guy goes, no, slacking. And he's my favourite chuckle brother. He tells them not it's to slack. Catros, it says here is, remember, no slacking. So right. I'll just to pull you up on that. Well, he could, do you reckon he said that the first time? Remember, no slacking. There must have been an initial That's... point where he went, no slacking. And then he expected that to be a standardised right. rule going forward. Yeah. And then from then. Remember, no, no slacking. slacking which okay. Perhaps we'll take you. That's a. F- Passable chuckle brother you do there. Because you worked with an impressionist for a while and I think your impression game got a lot better. Well, he taught me some stuff. Go on, do your Ronnie Corbett. No, I can't do that. Did Morgan Freeman? Well, I'd like to say. (laughs) (laughs) I can only do the things he, like the lines that he used. No, do it, go for it. Well, I was doing the whole show. No, I'm not doing that. Okay. What about Dave's that right? Oh, I'm playing for bloody Atabra. 
this is his words that he used. So I learned them from being around him. The long metamorphosis. What he'd say to metamorphosis. Very good stuff. This is all gold. Go on. So, what was your point about this? Because I thought we'd rinsed it for every gram it was worth. Well, no. I mean, he's an 85-year-old man, and she's a 26-year-old fan. There's a power imbalance there, isn't there? And an ageing balance. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I just think Chuckle Brothers are funny. And I don't know how you're going to keep on chuckling when you're in your 80s, when you've got the obligation of the concerns of a 26-year-old. He's chuckling, don't worry. Do you think he's, he's chuckling? He's chuckling for a while. He's chuckling, all he's the chuckling way for a while. And he then might he's be like... having a seizure. <laughs> how are we going to tell? I think that would be a nightmare after a while. Yeah. He's got, what's she going to tell him? What's My she girlfriend's gonna... 10 years younger, and that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Like, if I was, when I'm in my 80s, the last thing I want to hear about is, like, Zayn Malik from One Direction and out <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. I'd yeah, like, that's a 59-year age gap. Wow. Like, that's I mad. mean, that's almost a century of difference, in a way. He'll be talking about the Kaiser in Germany and the, <laughs> the hyperinflation. He probably won't, because he's a chuckle brother. That's right, he's not care about that. He's going, to me, to you. <laughs> Well, he'll be saying, remember, no, slacking. But it's not me that wants to worry about slacking. You've seen your ball bag, mate, it's by your ankles. Now, that's the sort of thing <laughs> that shouldn't be allowed on the wireless at any time of day, in case there are young people listening. In which case, a chuckle brother might wed them. <laughs> Keep your wits about you. So, OK, so coming up on the show, we've got Noel Gallagher. We've got me and you are going to talk. We're going to finally read out some emails and tweets from our beloved people. Like, for example... Like this Mike, Mike, remember your mic. From, yeah, yeah, I remember the mic, baby. This is from Nephilian. Yo, yo, Russ, you're on TV as a bunny as well. It's a bit confusing. All right, that can't be this week. They can't still be showing Hop a week later, still clinging on to the residue of Easter. Tune into Radio X, blah, blah, blah. Who's it? All right, that's from you, actually. Rusty Rockets, Mr... Like, a lot of these emails are from people that work here at the show. Hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that that's, that's new. Anyway, look, I wanted to casually mention, casually mind, uh, that Pippa, off of uh, Chris Morsey's breakfast show, is doing the marathon. It's the marathon today. All right. Yeah. Do you care about the marathon? I used to live on the marathon route. Did you, mate? Yeah. Did once... you encourage people to give them a glass of water? Yeah, I, I've done Did all you? That. I don't see no, you as being I've that public spirited. I've, I've done all that. But what's really funny is when you live on the route, all like, all the, all the, you know, for the main part of the marathon, you see them all go past and everyone's cheering, cheering, cheering. But, like, say like eight, nine hours on and they brought all the cars back and there's no more crowds or anything, you see the last stragglers yeah. that are just, just mm. they just walk. Well, that's the those are the people who need the support. That's when you should People go out. dressed as a rhino yeah. or something. It starts yeah. getting dark at night and there's... Carrying a rhino I wonder how long you can do it for. Like, uh, is there a cut-off? Do they ever just go around the route and go, come on, mate, you're never going to finish. I'm still doing last year's <laughs> <laughs> uh, But anyway, Pippa's doing it. Pippa off of uh, the Chris Moyle show. To sponsor Pippa... Uh, just three quid, which is what's been the suggested amount. Don't encourage her too much. Don't pip her to be so high on marathons that she sprints all the way home again after. Text the word PIPPA in capital letters to 70766. 70766, yeah. And all of that money goes to Global's Make Some Noise, which helps charities that struggle to get heard. What's what like? A little independent charity. Not those evil giant charities <laughs> that want to help hungry old Why don't you, folk. You could run a marathon, couldn't you? Easy. No yeah. problem. I you could go do running, it now. don't you? I go running, I go for a sprint, and again, a little dash around from time to time. Look, what I just. What miles do you do? 
None. Barely any. I don't, I, it's, it's, <laughs> None. It's exhausting. Barely. My, no, I, yeah. I reckon I do a few because I do them with Bear there. That, see, Bear, that, that's why he's so spent. Look, well, well, I, I, for some reason, I thought what I want to say, there's a, got a lot of good shows on Radio X. Why? There's Chris Miles. There's Ellis James. I want to say, you've got to say. There's Gordon <laughs> Smart. We know Gordon Smart. Yeah. We love him. There's Johnny Vaughan. We love him. I don't know. I just feel like You're saying a company it. man. I'm a company fella, am I? You are. Should we listen, like, listen, I say we listen to Lust for Life by a young gentleman called Iggy Pop, very slim, lovely torso. Then we, when we come back, we'll talk about... List the other good stuff. things about Radio <laughs> X, yeah. <laughs> Although, what's this about Amazing political coffee. neutrality? Right, here we go. Here comes Lust for Life. It's me playing this. I'm in charge. Oh, no. Oh, I've told you. Why? Radio X. Russell Brand. I know. I've never heard such unbridled enthusiasm from an older man. Ah, <laughs> oh, Matthew. He wasn't then, probably. Huh? He no, he would have been young then. and yeah. gorgeous. Did you hear about when David Bowie went to Berlin to try and get off heroin with Iggy Pop? You're not setting up the right conditions to succeed there. Berlin with Iggy Pop. That's not the way to get off heroin. <laughs> well, I've got to get off this heroin. Lou Reed, wasn't it? Call Iggy Pop and let's go to Berlin. You might as well have stayed indoors clucked it out on your tod. You'd have a much better chance, I'd have said. But he did get clean. That's right. So maybe Work. Iggy Pop, maybe Iggy is a, a fine counsellor for getting off of the hard stuff. Iggy's Who are we to say? strong, isn't he? We've got no... Yeah, he's going strong. That sometimes, sometimes these people make me question the, the whole attitude towards drugs when they go sort of living on, incredibly oh, thin and healthy. Stones. I mean, they all look... Don't, they don't look like normal men of their age. They don't. They've, they've all got themselves. The <laughs> yeah, they've all the same body. Like, yeah, sort of like... Uh, uh, little twig legs. I saw Ronnie Wood. He showed me how to operate a pram. Did he? It was so nimble with it. It was like watching like a pixie do jujitsu. He was flipping that bloody thing around like that, like Legolas out of uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, what, <laughs> in what context was he the best person to teach you how to use a Whenever pram? I need to know how to operate their baby <laughs> equipment, I'm straight on the phone to Ron Wood. Ron, I say, this pram. Because I tell you, like any new parent, like operating a pram is quite hard, isn't it? Yeah. There's too well, many you, buttons and switches and triggers. You learn yours, and then if you have to use someone else's, it's like, what? Especially the transport system where there's the three, the car seat goes into the buggy. And then you've got to get that into the back of a car. In the end, you'd have to think, how important is this child? <laughs> Coming <laughs> up, why was Ronnie Wood teaching you that? Huh? That's what people want to know. You oh, can't just Ronnie throw Wood that was... out there. Coming up, Snow Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to teach me how to hold how to a Tommy Ticker cup. <laughs> yeah, go on. Noel Gallagher's coming on. And no, Ronnie there... Wood, why was oh. he teaching you that? Like, well, he actually, he wasn't teaching me. I was just watching him as he went down the street, monitoring him and studying him. Now, I, was at, I happened to go to one of my girlfriend's friends. She's friends with Ronnie Wood. Right. And I was round there, and uh, Ronnie Wood had some babies, and he was operating their prams. There is babies. He, yeah, he wasn't yeah, just yeah. swooping down. He's got down. young babies, hasn't he? He's got young babies, is Ronnie Wood. And uh, my girlfriend was pregnant. Who? Jagger. He's just had a baby. Go on, son. Yeah. No, so who are we to condemn... Paul or Barry oh, or Len Chuckle, the forgotten Chuckle brother, when Jagger is still Moving. knocking out nippers at this hour, forgive me for burping there on the wireless. Um, anyway, he just like he just showed me how easy it was to operate this right. particular type of pram. He was folding it up, he was flipping it up, he was elongating the handle. It was like a transformer robot in disguise. Right. So it was, it was astonishing he, to watch. So he's enthusiastic about it. He looked very much in love with those children, and yeah, I'd say he's a good role model for uh, any parent who's not like you know. Cause you're supposed to like really. I should have a twenty-year-old by now, shouldn't I? I should be. I should have had children when I was about sixteen or something. Yeah. <laughs> should no. I? <laughs> no. I wouldn't have been able to bring it up we right. Ready. We weren't ready. Was we've we, had man? children at the right time. 
Yeah, we haven't we? We've waited. We held back. Thank the Lord. We've got them together. I just want to say. No, like we've got our own separate families. Long may it remain. Uh, hold on a minute. I'm doing a competition to uh, win tickets to come and see me on tour. Because you know I'd use this as an opportunity to promote my tour. I'm going to be in Chatham, Margate, Salisbury, Southampton, Woking. Chatham, Salisbury, Coventry sold out. But there's tickets available for Margate, Southampton, Woking, Oxford. And you can win tickets to any of those gigs if you can answer this simple question. Matt... Oh, what is the simple question? <laughs> Why don't you think of these on the way in? I know, and I don't even know the text number or anything. Like, what what is the name is... of Russell's dog that is in the studio? Is oh. it A, Bear, Blondie? Or so, Blondie's Hitler's dog! I know, don't give it away. Oh. <laughs> is I it... thought that's why you called him Blondie. <laughs> <laughs> or is it B, Bear, which could have been Mussolini's no, what's dog? what's A? Change A. T- oh, and if you want to answer that, yeah, A's, A's Blondie. No, you've got to change bear. it now because I've just given away the, the answer. answer. Well, I gave it away by revealing that Blondie was Hitler's dog. No, I gave it away by saying change A. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, you've let the cat right out change of Change A, not B, because that's the answer. What's, what's the name of Russell's cat? What yeah. He's got loads of cats. He Two. doesn't even love them. <laughs> I do love them. I love them. They're both vitally important members of the household community. They're not. They're living out like savages in oh, your no, garden. No, no, They're living it up. No, they're having their way all of the time. Every, the dreamy treats that I bestow upon those All right, what's... Cats. Go on then, give us an A and a B. I think the ch- question should be more challenging. What is... I thought this was about giving tickets away. In it... The French philosopher Jean Deleuze uses the phrase assemblage. Does it mean a compound assemblage? Does it mean a compounded idea, or is it what you do at school in the morning where you have to do the Lord's Prayer? That's B. (laughs) A was, is it a compounded idea? That's really hard. It's not hard. You know what an assemblage is. It's a compounded idea. Ironic, I was saying. Oh, that's really hard. Oh, I see. Irony now, at this hour of the day. So, neither of these seem like the correct contest. Neither the one where you use Hitler's dog. Let's think of a better question. Right, keep it going anyway. Not now, not on the spot. To see see me on tour, that is. We've got a lot of news stories coming up. A woman giving CPR to a pigeon. We've got lots of lovely emails and content. We've got Noel Gallagher down in the studio crying his eyes out like a nine-year-old girl because no one will buzz him up the stairs. But more important than that, it's a little old thing called the adverts, which I'm going to pop on now for a moment, and after that we'll have Noel Gallagher, possibly. Russell Brand Radio X. God's sake. This is Russell Brand on Radio X. It's Matt's, it's Noel's mic up. Noel, uh, hello, mate. Thanks for coming to join us. You look very handsome. That's a lovely jacket. It's a lovely haircut. Are we on Facebook Live? Let's put us on Facebook Live. There's Noel Gallagher here. Check us out now on Facebook Live. We'll be up there in a matter of seconds. You all right, mate? I'm good. How are you? Feel pretty positive so far. I think it's going yeah. quite well on the show. How many is this now? Two, oh, this three? is number four. Uh, four. Number four. Uh, sacked uh, coming soon then, won't it? I would so say within four. six. Sacked within <laughs> six is probably... It's an eight where there's this scandal, isn't there? We had a little mini moment around... Uh, can't, yeah, get on, Mike, you goddamn rock star. We had a little moment around week two, but I think we rode it out, didn't we, basically? Yeah. Oh, we, yeah. Week three, a pre-record, talking about things like, no, you'll be very interested in this. Matt Morgan announced to the nation, or those of the nation oh, that were listening... Man, it's not one of those things we talked about, was it? Oh, Vasectomy. Oh, no. Have you? Yeah, no, not yet. Oh, oh, this right. is... I might have. I might have one. What do you mean? You mean you, you might have had one, but you don't know. <laughs> no one would know. It's a blackout for 24 hours. I woke up and see my missus leaving the room with a pair of scissors. <laughs> Just uh, gas no, comes we've, out we've now. We've thrown it to the listeners if I should have one or not. Have you ever, You've not had one, have you? I don't think so. As far as we know, <laughs> there's still fertile sperm leaving Noel Gallagher's body. I think body. so, yeah. I think so. Would you have one? Why, would I have a vasectomy? 
Um, what's the point? Yeah, what is the so point? So if your wife doesn't want to have to go on birth control or like you, she doesn't definitely want to have you know another baby, then you do it. Oh, I suppose if I sat down and talked about it with one of my wives, I suppose we'd come to some kind of conclusion. <laughs> well, the Matt Morgan Appreciation Society have been in touch through one of their leaders. They're a, they're a collective, they're a syndicated collective that believe that power should be decentralised and devolved. I'm, and I'm picturing people who look like Morris dancers. Well, James Declan yeah, Conroy is a very handsome young man. He says, I'm an emissary from the Matt Morgan Appreciation Mystery. Society. That's right, that's how he titles himself. <laughs> Bringing you our views on the old dinkle snip. Mr G predicted last week that Matt's fans would create a petition to save Matt's pipes. While we did indeed have a vote, the results were not quite as G foresaw. Now, you can have a look at this. We should tweet this image, Jenny. Let's tweet this image of James Declan Conroy. Listen, right, should Matt get his giblet snipped? First... Yes, but first of all, uh, freeze some genetic content. Have a look at us now on Facebook Live to prove that Noel is in here and it's not Matt doing one of his impeccable I bet that's impressions. Expensive spent saving sperm. I bet Freezing you have to pay sperm. rent on it. I think you do, in fact. No, no, no. I've, I've, I've several ice cube trays in my own fridge. A variety of potential <laughs> donors. You never know. Some people say, like, yes. Yes is one of the options. Other people suggest another portal or destination for your spermatosa. Russell should draw faces on his right. testicles before he goes into the operation. And then someone's put, this is weird, James. You're polling people on matched genitals. Wouldn't be the first time. Yes, but they should be bitten clean off by an Alsatian, someone oh, says here. Oh, come on. So, as you can see, the, the results are they're overwhelmingly in favour of yes, but some people want you to free some of your sperm for future generations. The debate I rages on. I don't think you should have any more kids. No, I don't want any more kids. Why? A couple more. I love the ones you've have got. You met the other two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have actually. I was playing with uh, with uh, Cohen the other day. He's a superhero. I've t trained him in the ways of superhero and self absorption. In about four hours, he was zooped up he's into an incredible state. After a day with funny you, lad, yeah, he's hilarious. I told him that every time he touched, a, we were on a, a rural walk, I told him every time he touched a white arrow, which were on trees and stuff like that, to direct the rural walk, that he would get more superpowers. By the end of it, he was rampaging through he fields. He threw his own arrows with chalk like on the floor and touched like them. like you're grooming him. Uh, oh, for God's sake, no. You've been in here five minutes and the word grooming's been bandied about around young Matt's son. <laughs> but with minutes in, he, he grasped the concept of the game, drew his own white arrow with chalk and took the power to a ridiculous level. Which leads me to this idea. Should Kim Jong-un forbid North Koreans from copying his hair? Because this is what happens when you have a, position in, a, a person in a position of demagogic power. They won't even let people copy their whole hair. <laughs> <laughs> Kim Jong-un has forbidden citizens in the hermit kingdom. It's not a kingdom of hermits. Hermits wouldn't collude anyway. If it was a... It'll just be down... Don't they call it a hermit, hermit kingdom? Because it keeps itself to itself. No Ooh, one's allowed in keep there. Keep away from me! You'll keep away from me and my haircut! Cut hermit kingdom from having the same haircut of, as him, it's been claimed. A list of allegedly state-mandated styles was snapped by journalists inside the heavily controlled state. They're really going for North Korea in this article. But despite many styles put in shaved sides, because a lot of young lads now have a, a haircut very similar to Kim Jong-un. Mm. I don't think the problem is About the haircut. The it's more he's... Like, he's, a, he's not a slender man, is he, Kim? So it's like he's, got, he's got chubby cheeks, you see. Jo Johnny Depp's hair's now not dissimilar from King Kim Jong Un's hair. But I think this isn't true because there's a there's a sort of thing that they've I've seen the poster and it's like 15 hairstyles that are recommended by the state. Right, and his isn't there. 
That doesn't mean he's banned people from having the same hair, as He's he? just encouraging them to branch out, get their own haircuts. I think the way they word it is, we encourage you to... You right. can't have not, not have one of these right, hairstyles. Yes. So it's maybe, yeah, I suppose. We should be in inverted commas, I think. Right, because they might impose it. I mean, they've got a lot of, on their plate to be worried about hairstyles. There's a, we're on the precipice of a nuclear war, as I understand it. Oh, yeah, no, it's quite likely. Oh, no, any day now. We're expecting news on that. We've asked China many times in the past to get out of Tibet. Now we're going to have to say Korea and North and South unify. Once and for all, stop this silly madness. Kim Jong-il. Which one is he now? It's Un. Un, right? Because yeah. what about that movie they did? <coughs> Sony did that movie with yeah. uh, James Franco. James Franco Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. And it Wound got hacked, released before the time, ruined it. And then all that Sony hack where people lost their jobs and stuff, yeah. it was old. Kim Jong-un. Oh, no, I've just accused him. Oh, God. <laughs> You'll be next in line and look at your haircut. Ter- terrifyingly <laughs> close. He'll, he'll give you a vasectomy and you won't even know about it. Pretty well, yeah. The Finnish report says, yeah, North Korean men can have 15 different approved hairstyles. You're right. You can forget about dyeing your hair. That's not uh, allowed. Two years ago, it was claimed the dictator was forcing his subjects to imitate his shaved side style. I think if you are a dictator, you don't want people emulating your hairstyle, do you? You want uh, a little bit of sovereign distance. Yeah, because none of Hitler's little henchmen had that same tash. No, no one. There's no one else. There was a couple. Was there? There was a couple. Well, a couple of... Well, Himmler. He had him bumped off early, though, didn't he? Well, for having the same moustache as him. Well, maybe not. That wasn't the specific well, reason. Well, as Noel and Matt talk about Hitler's moustache <laughs> in 2017, <laughs> I am left with the duty of telling you that the queens of the Stone Age have got a song to sing you. <laughs> this is them doing it now. <laughs> this. This. Is. This. Radio X. Russell Brand. The Stone Age. You listen to Russell Brand on Radio X. And as we're a professional radio show, we do things like competitions, don't we? Also, we endorse and support Pippa, who is even now sprinting around the London streets on behalf of Global's endorsed charity, Make Some Noise. If you want to support Pippa uh, if, and give her free quid, she's off of Chris Moore's show, mate. I'm oh, talking really? to Noel Gallagher, who What's joins us as well as Mr. G. She's doing a marathon, mate. It's a bloody marathon out there. Oh, you know, has she got any chance of winning? She's, well, people are really backing her. I think she's got a real chance. Any chance of winning? She's not going to win. The Stop con- talking about it, then. 70766, free quid for Pippa. So it's never such a good cause. Now, Matt and Noel... I run the marathon at the weekend. If you want to... Uh, if you want to... Shut up, then. Riotous fellow. You'll, you'll only speak to the person that won. If they'll speak to me, I'll speak to them. But I would imagine you, they'll be rather busy. What's the point? Okay. Take those mic <laughs> 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 the as well, I turned us all down. <laughs> don't worry about swearing at this time of life. Do you know what? I don't apologise. I endorse it. I'll say it again. Text. You can tweet us at Radio X or you can text us 83936. Yeah, send some text on 83936. Now, this is the competition that we're actually running to win tickets to see my rebirth tour. Go to russellbrand.com to uh, see which date you want to come to. Now, I'm going to turn these three goons back up. Here we go. So, you've designed a competition now. Oh, right. I haven't designed a competition. You have. It's based around your morning nutrition. I've been pressed into it. Right, so the question is, what did Noel have for breakfast? What did Noel have for breakfast? Did he have? Option A. A bacon bagel. Mm. Or, no, don't say A or B. The answer is, so text bacon bagel Mm. or blueberries and yoghurt. Which one was it? A bacon bagel 
or blueberries and yogurt. Bacon bagel is kind of like a kosher paradox. Bagel, traditional food of the Jewish people. Bacon, bacon, of course, not a kosher food. Did he have a paradoxical bacon bagel or did he have blueberries and yogurt? Text us 83936 to win tickets to see me on the Rebirth Tour. Oh, yeah. Oh, and you've got to text the word Rebirth. You've got to text the word Rebirth and the words oh, bacon so bagel and the words blueberries and yogurt. It's a very complicated competition, isn't it? <laughs> it's rubbish. No wonder we have to have a general election every 15 minutes. <laughs> it's a very it's a baffling nation to live in. Right, let's have some professionalism. Go on, then. Dear Russell, <clears throat> this is from Jenny in Canada. Right? Hello, Jenny. I have a question for you concerning yoga and Sting's wife. Go on. Mm, you didn't even flinch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Trudy, you remember. Trudy, Styler. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but years ago you were co-presenting the Regis and Kelly show in America and there was mm. a bit when Sting's wife Trudy came on to demonstrate some basic yoga poses. I remember it well. You and Kelly were supposed to participate... Um, that's my emphasis. Yeah, why are you emphasising that? Oh, give it some drama. Mm. Kelly had changed into her yoga gear and you were still in your suit. You refused to join in. <laughs> suit. Never giving a reason why. Just awkwardly skirting around it. <laughs> commenting you would rather watch while being told off by Trudy. I've always wondered, was there some profound reason you didn't want to go along with it? Like you found yoga personal and spiritual? Or were you just worried about making a wally of yourself doing downward dog on telly? What's going on? I remember that. I was on TV in New York. Trudy Styler came in. She was demonstrating yoga. She was trying to drag me into it. And uh, I do remember thinking, doing yoga on the telly? Not until I've got a DVD deal, DVD deal, you bloody well don't. So I sort of stood well back. But also I remember thinking, should should you be doing this yoga on the telly? And then I thought, no. And, and Trudy Starless, she's Why? a tenacious woman. You want to look silly? I don't think you're meant to do the yoga on the telly like that. I, I didn't think it well, at that time. you could spread the message of yoga That's to people who point. don't know about it. You're right. But at that time, I was feeling a lot more fundamentalist. You've got to remember, Matt, I was living in America. I was getting very, very eccentric. Remember, I was going around with that lady in a white turban. I was running a yoga cult. I was banging a guy. You're running a yoga cult, so you can't do yoga on telly. Well, you've got to be very you're careful. the perfect with. guy. Mate, you don't know the pressures of running a cult. It's a, it's enormously tense, especially for the cult. The cult leader is a man who's under a great... Why are you shaking your head now? Guys are holding up random words. <laughs> <laughs> like it used to be. He has to be puppeteered now with a whiteboard that says adverts. Well, that's because this is Radio X. It's got a... It's what it'll be like when he eventually gets put in a mental asylum. <laughs> <laughs> Dinner is the sign. You know, yeah. Go to the toilet. Toilet. I'm off now toilet. to the lavatory. Russell Brand. This is Radio X. Heaven's sake, here we are. There may have been some swearing there. No. Uh, did well, you hear that? No. Nobody heard it. I don't think we so. If you heard it. some swearing, then, uh, no. you know, apologise for that. Now, we've got all sorts of tweets here. Dan in Grey Yarmouth. Ask Noly Noly about when we can expect his new album and can give it, Can he give us a song title. When's your new album? Give us a song title. I... Okay, uh, which one do you want? Both. Album. Both. I believe it's slated for a November release. Mm. Got any song titles? Uh, loads. Go on, then. Just one. This, all, this is all Dan and Great Yarmouth well, once. Just, just my, one. My big dicky go. <laughs> <laughs> Kiss me, you fool. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Something, but I strained and something came out. Oh, uh, <laughs> my big dicky boy. That's brilliant. It's <laughs> up that? the name of the album. Um, <laughs> song titles. Uh, there's one just called Instrumental Number Three. Oh, look at that! He's on a Caesar. voyage, isn't he? A voyage of discovery. What have you been doing? So you went, you went to New York to meet Jerry Seinfeld. Well, my, my, my wife, the lovely Sarah, best wife in the world. 
lovely wife. Patient, <laughs> tolerant, kind lady. All of those things. Myopic, short-sighted. She said to me last week that we were going away on a surprise trip. And yeah. I don't like surprises. No. And uh, the surprise was going to New York, and I thought that was the surprise trip was going to New Stay York. Stay on mic. <laughs> and uh, then we got there, and she'd got, she'd got, us, or she got me tickets to see Jerry Seinfeld at the Beacon Theatre, who I've never seen, and I'm Amazing. kind of a huge fan. And then not only that, she had wangled it with his wife that we got to <coughs> hang out with him, meet him. How and was it was, that? It was brilliant at being in the presence of an actual brilliant comedian for once. I knew that what would happen is cruelty, that we would edge towards and cruelty. Sarah both said that on the way out. We said, aren't real comedians, aren't they? <laughs> are they actually funny? <laughs> Beastly mad. Hey. <laughs> Hurtful comment. I know Jerry Seinfeld, and uh, I've... And well, he didn't mention you. No, well, uh, we keep our friendship... <laughs> didn't mention you quite, at all. It's based a lot around... I wasn't going to mention you, clearly, you know. No, no, you case. keep that quiet, don't you? You never said anything. You probably Well, what do you think he's going to do? Burst into the room... <laughs> Announce our association, and what else? Do you do? Also, you went to Venice and saw Damien Hirst's art Damien show. Hirst's what was that like? It was mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. You said, um, was it called Treasures from the Unbelievable? Treasures from the Shipwreck of the Unbelievable. I yeah. see, I went to that Damien Hirst's art gallery. Well, no, his studio, his workshop, which was like this unbelievable Willy Wonka world of leather, sort of great giant place. Oh, a massive house. Yeah, somewhere in, like, he had a bit of a house, he had a house made out of gravestones, he right. had like, I mean, he was making art, ten at a dozen. It was, well, he's an artist. I could he just, he couldn't stop the man, he couldn't get in his way for a second. <laughs> I got a bit of paint splashed on my shoes, he went, they're worth a fortune now. I thought, oh my God, <laughs> look at that, I've still got them, Converse they are, yeah, yeah. And like, um, like, it, he was working on that Treasures from the Shipwreck of the Unbelievable, and it was all sort of f uh, fake mythic items, wasn't it? God, he, do, he did all the sculptures and then buried them off the coast of Zanzibar for ages, so they all got covered in barnacles, and then wow. filmed a, fa a ship crew doing a fake discovery of these fake treasures, right? And uh, then painted all the barnacles on them. They're amazing. Wow. It's really incredible, but among the artefacts, that things that look like Medusas and like uh, Cyclops and recognisable beasts, there are sort of art of corporate and branded artefacts, like there'll be Mickey Mouse in there somewhere, all covered in barnacles, so it sort of yeah. blows your mind. There's like it? loads of thousands of little like gold coins that he's designed, and one of them will say SeaWorld on them. It's yeah. really, it, uh, it, it was dazzling. London? No, never. Well, it's never going to come to England. I don't think so. He yeah, had there's some it's great big bloody tall colossus thing. I'm, I'm like, I wandered around it. I thought he is a tall. genius. Yeah, I'll, I'll see all this yeah, stuff. Far out, man. The reason he is a genius is because he changes your perception. You got right. I walked around that bloody great big art studio of his, like, and it was dazzling. And there was things like you know, like sort of he uses the uh, sort of font and colouring of like ambulances, like the um, alert, luminous uh, ambulance yeah. stuff, like you know those stripes they put around them and stuff. And that were like uh, after I've been there, absorbed in his world. I left and I saw a kebab van at the side of the road and when I saw that kebab van I was like God it's beautiful man <laughs> it was like, it, like it, he made me it changed my perception of being in that environment and I suppose that's the function of art and he said this thing he said two things were amazing one he said like he goes you, he goes, you could walk past a tree every day and you'll never notice it but if that tree falls down and is horizontal suddenly that tree will become immeasurably important to you and all that's happened is its context has altered so like and, and so much of his work is about changing context I thought yeah, like he sees things like sort of, I suppose, art, in a sense, is about having a broad perspective that he's able to pull out and zoom back in and highlight meaning. He can change meaning. And even what when people... What is he talking about now? 
I'm talking about, like, for example, that shark, there's, right? There's You're used to seeing lost. that shark in a certain context. And never seen, you've never seen a shark in its, in, its, in, its, in its actual context. Well, you say that, mate, but once when I was in Hawaii, I went down in a cage with Ed Norton uh, into shark-infested waters. Ed Norton clambered outside the cage. Of course he did, of course to he did. eyeball the shark. Whereas I stayed very safely on within a it. On a CB. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a C- CB radio. <laughs> <laughs> that shark stared at me with beady eyes that stared at me through time, prehistoric eyes, very much like your eyes now actually, <laughs> like staring into the distant past. <laughs> so like to see it, like to see a shark in a gallery, what I'm saying is, is that was Damon the same is shark? A, a genius. For all we, naturally this was a much smaller shark, but it was still it was horrible to see it, because it just, there was a way, it, it was not nice to be looked at some, looked at by something as if it's going to eat you, and that's how I felt when dear old Katie Hopkins strolled into our studio <laughs> <laughs> last week, a prehistoric creature, a terrifying moment for us all. Let's see if there's any other, hold on a minute, yeah, watch us live if you want to on Facebook, are we on Facebook? live, even though I'm hunched up like this. I don't want people to see me with this bloody, uh, with this kind of posture. Ask Noel what he thinks about Liam going solo. I'm not going to trouble him with that. What, what, what do you want me to do, Gal? I'll have a look at these ones. Radio X, <laughs> go for it, Matt. More, this is from Amelia Marie. More men should be taking responsibility for contraception in 2017. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it's just an epidemic. <laughs> Amelia, how many people are you sleeping with, there. love? Matt's the true revolutionary for having his pipe snipped. So people are really behind you. It sounds like, Matt, people want you to be infertile. I've, well, I've, I've, I've bred. I've had them and then had to get them reversed. But why did they have to get them reversed? Because they wanted to then breed they again. They wanted more children. Don't you remember when we were that. in Hartlepool, we walked past a clinic and yeah. it said, like, vasectomy Please. clinic and vasectomy reversal clinic. It was the same yeah. place. It was like, you go in there and snip the pipe. door, you go, oh, no, no, sorry. <laughs> Never again, no more. Oh, no! so lonely <laughs> no tie woman <laughs> I want a baby Hartley Paul my god no, is, is, is Katie demanding demanding is well look demanding it it's, it's either I think right after a woman's had two babies and all the massive trauma to the body of that right well, like otherwise you have to go on the pill which messes with your hormones or you have to do I put these on? other things no one's listening to me apart from the nation to. this is Radio X Russell Brand Arctic Monkeys there. Now, we're very, we're tantalisingly close to closing this competition. In fact, let's just close it now because we've got the news coming up. We don't want a competition lingering, loitering over the news. Not in these troubled times. Troubled times where we have to be very, very circumspect about what we mention on air. No, I must say you've been a trickster presence in the studio. We've had more chaos in this one show than all the preceding four going together. Although the competition, like, we've got people, some people think it's blueberries that Noel had for breakfast. Some think it's a bacon bagel. The competition has set the, the uh, text lines, if you can envisage such a thing, alight. So in some sense, you're providing a great deal of content. Well, thank you very much. In another way, you're a great, great danger. Now, we've got some... Me and Matt were going to ask you about something. It's actually Matt's idea, and, and this email nudges the notion along a little further. This is from someone called Laura. Russell, Matt, G, Noel. I'm elated by all the talk of tattoos on your previous show. I'm a tattoo artist, and the official tattooist of the Matt Morgan Appreciation Society. I've got my own tattoo of a pin to remind me of you boys and keeps me smiling throughout the day. That's a reference to the pin pin story that kept us on radio for many, many years for the BBC at the expense of the licence payer. Somebody shouted that to me once at an award ceremony. (laughs) (laughs) I told you that. You're at an award ceremony and someone shouted pin pin. This is a reference to Matt getting stabbed by a boy called Darren French when he was a child. I remember I told you. I was on a red carpet somebody shouted pin pin. (laughs) On a red carpet. 
extraordinarily disruptive of danger to hear that. as well. Yeah. One, one time I was um I was doing a play and I it was it was to do with like the refugee crisis. Oh, and some one of your Matt Morgan fans came to the um to the play and at the end just came up to me and just went pin pin and just walked away. <laughs> I remember very calmly a play about That's refugee crisis. Wait, right in the Midwest of America, so my girl was holding up a sign in the crowd that said, Pin Pin. Wow, this is a cult. Yeah. Do you see? So, encourage Pin Pin. Uh, so, the winners of the competition, uh, who correctly answered the what Noel had for breakfast was blueberries and yogurt, are Adam and Steph. <laughs> let me just explain, let me just explain. Oh. Why would you have blueberries at Adam and Steph? Well done, you can choose what gig you want to come to. Look at russellbrand.com for got, ticket details. And I couldn't be bothered boiling the uh, gruel that I usually have. <laughs> Normally, it's you sell down for what some gruel. To you, gruel and a pint of Guinness. Is what Feed your kestrel uh, a little bit of bacon <laughs> rind. That's right, yeah, yeah. Have a quick fist fight out in the yard with Sarah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> blueberries and yogurt. Why not, indeed? Yogurt. All right, it's a shame. It, like, we're going to have to have a commercial Sorry. break due to the Sorry nature. Sorry if offended by that. <laughs> I'll have offended. some meat later, I promise. <laughs> you mustn't be offended. Try not to be offended. Okay, but well, this person wants to ask about tattoos. When we come back after this break, we'll talk about our plan that Matt conceived to get Noel Gallagher's body permanently inked at a Judas Priest <laughs> Appreciation Society <laughs> tattoo <laughs> event. Russell Brand. Radio. X. Very great Noel Gallagher there and the High Flying Birds. I think you get the idea by then. You actually forget how great that song is, don't you? I'd forgotten, yes. <laughs> I'd, I'd put it right out of my mind. No, you've been reminded. We've had some tweets here, the Brandy Strippers. What would Matt like the MMAs to get tattooed on the, their bodies as a sign of our devotion? Oh, the Matt Morgan Appreciation Society. They're requesting that you tell them what to get tattooed on their body. And the reason this is, is because Matt wants us all to go to a Judas Priest-inspired tattoo event. got a gig. And get our bodies tattooed. It's down to you, Noel. Why? Why do you, uh, I, I was cancer up trust. for it. With How your, is it for Teenage oh, Cancer Trust? No, 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 no. I'm not no, sure no. they're involved Don't somehow. Mm. Noel, have you got any tattoos? No. Would you get one? Um, I'm going to say no. I, I, I find them pointless. Mm. Ooh, scared so, of the pain then. Scared of blueberries and yogurt. He'd sooner sit with his little feet up on his ottoman. Yeah, what? Yeah, I mean, it's really, what do you mean though? It's nonsense. It's, I like them. But what was your concept? You wanted us to go to this oh, Judas Priest event. He's got some of the most pointless tattoos, like the one on oh. the finger. Is what the old snake dragging a handbag? Yeah. One of the great tattoos of our time. <laughs> That's obviously if you're looking at Facebook Live now, you can see this tattoo. The Kundalini snake there, making its way up my wrist. Like what does that mean again? It's the, the fire in your belly. Get that, Make that primal energy divine. That's the only way we'll change the world. If why, you can make why your primal energy... Why, why on one? your finger? That's the one I use to clean the pipes. This one down here? That one's a, that's one's a Lord, make me a channel of thy peace. Oh, you've that's got a to good work for the Lord. It's a lovely sentiment. That's what I, I like to see Radio X very much as a channel of the peace. When Noel's not on here, leaving mics up, cursing, effing and blinding like a madman. And the other one, a quote from Oscar Wilde, if you want to tell people the truth, make them laugh, otherwise they will kill you. And I think we all saw the evidence of uh, straying off the, yeah. the comedic path about 18 months ago. But now, I, actually, but that wasn't funny, though, was it? That's the problem. That yeah. was the problem. That was part of the problem. So, boring. So anyway, this Judas Priest thing, right? Yeah, you want... Dream the was dream. That us three went there together. But mm. you're doing a gig. He won't get tattoos because he's scared of them. Right. And it's probably all falling so apart. So your dream's falling apart. Why were we going to go together? Because you're a big Judas are you, Priest fan. Are you going <laughs> to get a tattoo? I, I probably will, yeah. You're, but you are a Judas Priest fan, though, right? I'm you're, not, actually, but I do. Uh, they're all right. 
So why 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 are we going to a Judas? Because it's my friends organising it, and it's part of the Teenage Cancer Trust. And they've got a tattoo parlour there. At the is that a tattoo? There's, thing? A, yeah. there's a lot of um, complex ideas intersecting because it's Judas Priest, it's Teenage Cancer Trust, it's get a tattoo, like all those three That's things. Simple. Go and get what a tattoo t- for the Judas Priest Teenage Cancer Trust. <laughs> <laughs> it's more complicated than one of our bloody competitions. Noel, says a young woman in Havana, Cuba, what, what one of your songs should I cover for my college assessment here in the capital of Cuba? You want money for it. Um, <clears throat> oh, not from communist Havana. Donald Bacalanga, dedicate it to Fidel Castro, I guess. Oh, right, look at that. There you go. That's some genuine information and content. Georgia says, what's going to happen to Matt's uh, little swimmers once he has the snip? Do they bang their heads against a wall when they die? Ian Short, actually, wants to know. <laughs> I, I actually haven't looked into that, but I think they just... The, the, they can't get out of the uh, place that they're housed. They're just hanging they're around in there. In a little jar. They have little generations. They born and die in there, I think. I think that, that that's what I find worrying about it, Matthew, is the idea of them... It's unnatural. It's, it's an unnatural thing to do it, but, like, I will support you. Now that I'm... The more I get to know your wife, the more I understand her unwillingness to keep having your children. <laughs> that woman is just an absolute bloody saint. Should we do a light-hearted news story? For Can we example, do this thing about pigeon? Yeah. I mean, I've been wondering about this for a while. A woman became a web sensation after having been filmed in the street giving CPR, that's like a survival technique to get the heart going, to a dying pigeon. She's hit back to defend her bid to rescue the bird. Leah Lachmani, 34, of Glasgow, went viral after she was filmed by a passerby on Tuesday, (laughs) giving the limp pigeon mouth-to-mouth and pressing down on its chest. Ah. What? It's had 40,000 retweets. It's been favourited. Lehar has slammed. You can have a look at it now. People have attacked her for doing this. Yeah. She says it was a good deed. I don't know... She's trying to blow it up is what she's trying to do. <laughs> Lehar moved to Glasgow from India 17 years ago, claimed the bird was not dead at the time, as his eyes were still flickering when she spotted it lying in the street. She told the Scottish son, I was going for lunch when I saw the pigeon lying in the middle of the road. I went to see if it was dead or alive, but I could see it was still flickering its eyes, so I wanted to see if I could bring it back. What a delightful woman. Yeah, but what she's... Yeah, know, but what she says is... It's very suspicious, this I story. wanted to see if I could bring it back. Unfortunately, I could not, so I just put it aside and walked away. I didn't know I was being filmed. (laughs) I think the idea that life is so sacred to you that you're prepared to thumb a little pigeon in the chest to keep it on the chest compressions so delicately, Mm. and the mouth to beak thing. How does that work? It's a challenge because you've got to do that ah 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 staying alive, staying alive. Now, for a pigeon, that's got to be a lot faster. Their their heartbeat's going to be different. Yeah. You'd have to. Yeah, you'd, I'm a firestar. Sasa, twisted firestar, so stay alive for God's sake. You'd be rattling away at that pigeon's chest. But in a way, she should be encouraged, shouldn't she, for regarding well, she tried life to so save sacred. an animal from dying, and then all that people had to go of her. Look, people were saying she might get a disease. And they were even making comments of a sexual nature. Well, like she was trying to get off on kissing that pigeon and <laughs> caressing its chest. <laughs> oh. It's just like it was James Bond oh. kissing him. Fiddlet twirling its feathers around her finger. <laughs> oh, look at what time do you get off? <laughs> oh, you look so vulnerable just laying there. Oh, let's have a look at your wingspan. Oh, let's have a whiff of them armpits. I wouldn't like to smell the underneath of a pigeon's wing. No good happens under there. Quite shiny and clean sometimes, pigeons, and you wonder, how do they get clean? That's with wings, they say. They do say that about the pigeon community, but I've always been a fan of them. Gee, you're over there scrambling down uh, lyrical wisdom to summarise the show, but I'm keen to know why it is you've taken it upon yourself to direct a show starring the elderly. 
Yeah. Why aren't you making a play with the elderly? While you, Noel, are doing whatever it is that you pass your time doing between bites of blueberry and yoghurt, and while you, Matt, contemplate snipping your own sperm supply, G is directing the elderly in a play. What do you mean? What's going on? Yeah, How? We're Why? Putting on a, we're putting on an event on May the 16th at the Albany Theatre in Deptford, and um, they... Christ. They put on a thing called Meet Me at the Albany where they bring in all these people from old people's homes to mm. just come in and sit down and interact with artists and stuff like that. So so um, I run a group called Chill Pill and we're working with a theatrical group of pensioners and we're putting together an event called... <laughs> a theatrical group of pensioners. No, I'm so old! <laughs> I've seen the... I've it seen won't the, be long before I'm in the grave. I've seen oh, the future. Back. I've seen... I've Where's seen, my false teeth? <laughs> if I, if I live to be, a, stealing my to be a pensioner, I'm going to join a theatrical group. Because it's one dude yeah. and about... I don't know, seven or eight women, and they love him. Yeah, but they're the elderly. I mean, he's not thinking, well, get me hands on these elderly he gets, ducks. He gets sandwiches. Oh, people he gets get nice down. Do they? Do yeah, the elderly? They, do. they get down. No? Is that true? Are you still at it? <laughs> not for me to say, is it? That's why he's having such light breakfasts, I bet. Not just for the semi-final in Man City, because he keeps himself alive and fit as a fiddle. I'm not old, though. No, you're not, actually. No, you're very. Not. You're a handsome, beautiful man. Look slick today. I, can't I think you're improving yeah, with age. You're gorgeous. I love you more than I've ever loved what you. What can I say? Good. Nothing. Just bask in the glory of this appreciation. When you are talking to the elderly. And <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. It's you. Well, my work here is done. I shall see you all next week. Goodbye. I will apologise for that. But that's <laughs> probably been cut. I hope we're on Facebook. I hope we're on Facebook Live so people can see that I wasn't actually Jesus doing anything with the sort. Okay, I apologise for that. There was a jump there. The, yeah, it's just... How long is the today? <laughs> How long, though, in seconds as a number? Is it? Oh, phew. Oh, that's, that's all you've got. Oh, we've got nothing to worry yeah. about then. <laughs> well, now we know. The interesting thing is when you do talk to the elderly yeah. and you get, you know, you they take you into their confidence, they start telling you stories of their heydays because obviously they're going to talk about the times when they were young and virile. And when they were rampaging across France to the mosque. Yeah. And this is, this is And, and these, these guys, the were, these, they were young in the 60s. <laughs> they're young in the 60s now. They're not rampaging through Dunkirk with muskets. That's our vision of historical because we're old now. Got old now. Yeah. Tell us, these people they're in the dying. 60s, what were they like? Where are they people from? These old people. Well, all, they're all basically South London, the, yeah, the elderly. Area. Yeah, yeah. Area. But it's, uh, it's so what they're saying in the 60s, they were bang at it. Yeah, well, because this is after the pill, before AIDS. Oh, it was a glory era. <laughs> <laughs> the way you said that. <laughs> After I'm the jealous. Before I'm jealous. Nothing to, to worry about. Can't get anyone pregnant. What? Not going to get HIV. Radio X. Russell Brand. You are listening to Russell Brand on Radio X with me. Of course, Matt Morgan, Mr. G and Noel Gallagher. We've had a fantastic competition. We've supported Pippa as she runs the marathon. We've talked about news all around the world and we've received some wonderful tweets from you guys. And we've even taken time to commentate on that delightful uh, Scottish lady giving uh, CPR. <laughs> well, what did you think of the video? It's pretty. Yeah, it looks a pigeon. It's, there's a there's a comical element to it. But she sort of she blows in its mouth mm. and then she like presses its chest and then there's a moment where you can think that she looks like she's thinking, oh, actually, it's this oh. is working. And then its head just sort of flops. Mm. Yeah, at a very awkward angle. It's clear. Yeah, the, it's the, the lolling of the head is one of the most painful moments in the video. I didn't get to finish this thing about a tattoo because we got sidetracked because of the Come complexity on. of your ambition to get us to go to that Judas Priest thing. Well, this lady, Laura, who is in the Matt Morgan Appreciation Society, says she would happily come here to the studio. She says she's on Instagram at IDP Tattoo, where she we can see pictures of her work. She'll happily come here and tattoo us all. 
whenever you want. So, Matt, your dream of being tattooed and all of us being bonded by a solitary tattoo, like perhaps, I don't know, a simple band around the finger, I don't know what you want, <laughs> that, that, that can still live on. You needn't relinquish that dream, is you'd all have I'm to, saying. You'd have, to, you'd have to check what it works like. You don't want to be getting some... <clears throat> Well, we sub, can. Have a look on Instagram yeah. right yeah, now. Well, I bet she's a gifted tattooist. I think Noel should have one for charity. Why won't you have a tattoo for charity? You just don't fancy you're your not that toe. sort of person. Do you know what? When I see... It's, it's I just think they ugly. Right. You are, I suppose as well, you're very much like a mod, aren't you? You're very well groomed. You've got that lovely I'm jacket on. I've got no piercings. Yes, yeah. he's got one. Yes, he has. <laughs> a bit jingling when he dances. <laughs> <laughs> I think they look ugly. My missus has got one on her back. Get off me. Leave me alone. We're not that married. <laughs> on a lower back, yeah. <laughs> Go back on tour. <laughs> Please, just give me some peace. The blueberries are in the bottom drawer of the fridge. <laughs> it's, a long, it's like the Magna Carta, that back tattoo. Trying to anticipate every possible outcome. Listen to this. Now, hmm... Oh, I see. Perhaps Mr. G can give Noel a role in this... Oh, that's a mean... Reagan Ward. Reagan, why would you say that about Noel? Now, I suppose what I'd like to do immediately, without further ado, oh, is cover... It just says give Noel a part in uh, G's Play oh. for the Elderly. But remember, when we spoke about that, it, like... It, we've, already, G, we've already got John Hegley. Oh, there you go. It's <laughs> perfectly cast. <laughs> Absolutely. A man takes revenge on noisy neighbours. A Chinese resident surnamed Zhao is having problems with his noisy neighbours. So he's bought a building shaker to give him a taste of his own medicine. Powered by a motor, the machine is designed to continually thump against the walls. At 8pm last Friday, Zhao switched the machine on and left his flat for the weekend. With the constant thumping on the floor driving them insane, the neighbours went to the property management office but found there was nothing they could do to help them. The family contacted the police, who were unable to track Zhao down. I suppose the key thing is there's a machine that can thump against walls and a man's using it. That's not a machine, is it? That's not a real thing. He's just bought something and used it as that... Steve Coogan came round our house, the great Steve Coogan, and we had this sort of rattle at this chair that, that, that soothes a baby to sleep, right? It's like an electronic chair thing, like swaying chair. Now, it's like, it looked like a sort of a pod from a sort of a 70s sci-fi film. Looks pretty futuristic. Looks futuristic, but futuristic from the 70s, like yeah. Hal, a bit 2001. Retro-futurist. Retro-futurist. So Coogan saw it, he goes... That looks like it could be turned into some sort of sex machine, that. And I goes, oh, no, mate, I don't think so. It's for the baby. He goes, yeah, but you could just use the guts of it. <laughs> the, guts <laughs> the guts of it. Of it. <laughs> like, you could turn it around like the A-team, pull its innards out and turn it into some... Scrap-heap challenge for perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Robot Wars for the Randy. <laughs> it was a, a wonderful new... Uh, I like was... that, though. That's quite partridgey. It is quite partridgey. Just use the guts of it. Just use the guts of it, yeah. Just, just... That's just the way he sees the world, I suppose. Mm. It was delightful to have a moment in the man's company. I think I'm about to cough quite... I'm going to choke, Matt, so I'd like you to tell us about the zombie apocalypse. Or any sort of news story that I mean, you... I've actually got that over here. Mm. I've got an email here, though, about um, spiders. You know, you told me not to kill spiders to put them outside. Yes, right? be kind to them. Well, the be fact is that you're more cruel giving... than me. What about because that mm. I've just heard spider murderer Matt tell a story, blah, blah, blah. Russell says put them outside. That will result in their death. House spiders have evolved to live indoors, and putting them outside will mean certain death, oh, and no. garden spiders will die if you bring them inside. So and if you give them CPR... <laughs> I know, well, that, so there's strict types and genesis of spider. Well, I don't see how a garden spider would die if you brought it inside. It's not like your house is that 
much warmer or different. They're it? a bit picky, these spiders. I mean, yeah. I think all I've done is I've given it a new chance at life, taken it outside instead of battering it under a newspaper. it into a deadly nightmare. <laughs> Cast it out of Eden, co- yeah. there to wander the earth and suffer for all time. It's a rental market. <laughs> He's never going to find another home. I, I don't want to kill spiders. It's because my wife's scared of them, so I do it. You know. Yeah. It's just following orders. <laughs> there you go. Someone's going around n- n- the end of my street writing, go vegan in chalk all over the floor. I'd like to know who it is and if they're addressing me directly. She's running the marathon. You, uh, who is this? Vegan. Well, I don't... Uh, supporting her. Re- like Ripper. Christ. I mean, it's... Uh, oh, right, I see. I see what I mean. It's simply a slogan to encourage a person of that name. But it struck me as somewhat alarming to find the words what go vegan. your house in... Yeah, it was a bit stranger things, you know, like all over the floor, a sort of a mural, go vegan, go vegan, vegan, written on posts. I'm vegetarian, I'm thinking about going vegan. What is vegan? What's the difference? You don't have eggs no more, you don't have milk no more, you don't have honey, you can't wear a nice leather belt, but it is the future. You couldn't have yoghurt and blueberries because it comes from a cow. And that'll be the end of that, although they make... And you have for breakfast. Blueberries. Blueberries, yeah, you're just (laughs) having blueberries now. A pint of blueberries. Just a simple pint of them, chew your way through the grass. Well, it's hard, isn't it? No, oh, there's a lot of products. Grains. And also, there are sort of Blue perfectly good... Yeah. There's perfectly good uh, products now that have replaced all those things in the world. Right, so you, let's, not get dogged, uh, let's not get bogged down in veganism, not for another second, although we all, I think, secretly accept that it is the future for all of us, because here a young man called Samilton says, Russ, according to WebMD, Matt's balls will continue to produce sperm, <laughs> but they'll be reabsorbed by his body. <laughs> I don't like the idea of that. You're fertilising... I know that if I... Well, I, I am going to get it done, right? After I get it done, I will for a while, because this always happens to me, mm. feel like... I can't sing in tune anymore. <laughs> Everything, not that I can, but like, I'll just keep thinking. This is like, to do with a vasectomy. Yeah. I'm hoovering too much. I'm doing too much domestic jobs. I'm yeah, you'll be like the want to break free video. Yeah. You'll be in a pinny around your house. Yeah. Vacking yourself senseless. I'm willing to sacrifice that. You can't. Okay, Matt. I mean, if it's what you really want, people do seem to be seeing it as a sort of a very selfless and feminist move. It is a bit, yeah. And I, I suppose that alone we have to support. Oh, there's another person here saying that if you do it, a man called Poggy says, I'll also do it as well. People are, in a way, what you're creating is a vasectomy sensation. Do it. It's Mind like you, Pokemon to... Go. <laughs> yeah. People are, all over the world are snipping off their own pipes. People like Poggy. Like like working with the elderly. <laughs> no. Are they called Poggy? No, Poggy, that, that, we need to nip Poggy, that in the yeah. bud. No, Poggy, no but should... like, you know, there is an other argument for having more children, everyone. What do you mean? So we create a young workforce. I don't think we should... Do you know at the level of the individual, can we be trying to manage population? Should we be trying to create a super fit army of toiling, labouring worker people? I don't know if we should... I thought you were saying we should. I, I mean, for me, Matt, the management of populations, that's got to take place at quite a large scale. I mean, and probably we shouldn't be working out on the oof here on a radio station. Yeah, what's that what you're with spiders? <laughs> <laughs> okay, if we can manage the Iraq... Oh, yeah, what's population. going on with your bees, talking about population oh, yeah. control? Have you, I saw it, I went to your house and mm. I saw your bee hive. That's a hive, yeah. <laughs> and uh, there was nothing in it yet. I'm just working up to it. I don't want to sort of leap into it. It's a beekeeper it. now. Yeah, I, I keep bees. Farmer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he had, have you seen the, you know, he's got one of those weird uh, dream catcher things in the trees. <laughs> <laughs> one of those naff things that you get in, like, a, the, like, I don't know, yeah. hippie shops. Just to clean it out every morning. <laughs> dream catcher. The gunge in that dream catcher when I wake up. Hang on, can vegans have honey? Because that's from a bee, but that doesn't seem cruel. 
Even using your own chicken's eggs is suspect because what you've done is we've nagged those chickens into having too many eggs. That's like they'd have 12 a year if they were oh, normal. Those eggs when you come round to mine the other week. Did they? Yeah, they were quite tasteless. You, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they were. I felt personally offended by yeah. that <laughs> attack on my own bloody I think I've eggs. eaten those eggs and they were all right. How, I thought they're eggs are eggs, aren't they? Eggs, eggs are eggs. You know, <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm just crashing into um, this. I'm, I'm Radio. What are you going to do? You're just leaving? I've got to go, yeah. Where are you going? I'm going to Wembley. Are you going to watch Arsenal Man City? Do you feel oh, confident? I'm going to watch Man City now. You're confident in the outcome? Not particularly. Because uh, yeah, it's the, oh, well, the it's outcome will be that I will leave Wembley kind of a little bit drunk. I'm confident in that outcome. They can't stop you doing that, can they, they can't mate? Stop me doing that. With inconsistent form, can't stop taking, you. Taking Sarah and the kids, so it should be oh, quite right. the afternoon. So this is it. You're just going to wander off out I'm of here. Walk out of here in uh, half past. Well, I'm actually in this way. I'm glad because it and might. You give can us... all calm down then and do the last half hour. <laughs> That's been shambolic. It's yeah. been no, absolute no. chaos. Let's face up. Let's it's face the facts. Mics have been yeah. left up. Matt announced that he was a massive fan of Arctic Monkeys, <laughs> if anybody heard that. <laughs> yes, you're very enthusiastic. Throughout the show, you can hear my dog gnawing at some hide on the floor. I mean, the, the, the whole thing, is, yeah, it's been Well, give us a shout if you need me to lower the tone at any point. I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm only, that was good. Uh, I'm only half an hour away. Well, it's lovely. For yeah, what you uh, lack in professionalism, you make up for in star power. Thank you well, very thank much you. for coming in here and Absolute elevating pleasure. us. Great, great seeing you. Great I have to say, it's been so handsome. Well. Gave us a competition. It's been great to listen to you guys on the radio again. This Thank is, you. If we could just get rid of the adverts. Right, yeah, no. <laughs> That's what's holding us back, isn't it? I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Why don't we why don't you put on a nice record to celebrate that? Oh no, adverts! <laughs> the irony! The sign goes up. <laughs> up goes the sign. We can't we cannot but obey the whiteboard. Thank you very much, Noel, for coming in here, <laughs> giving gracing us with the gift of your presence and your charisma. That's uh that's in honour of Noel Gallagher, listen to these short, audible films about commodities. Russell Brand Radio X. Welcome back. Noel's gone now, so perhaps we can... Well, actually, I can, I've got one less microphone up for a start. That's one thing. Uh, we've got. Let's say hello to Noel's children, Sonny and Donovan and Anais. Hello there, all three of you, you delightful young people. Because uh, he forgot to do it while he was here. He's gone now. He was like a... What was he? Because he wasn't like he was actually doing anything. But it's somehow things went vaguely chaotic. Was it just yeah, the... He has an effect on us, doesn't he? Perhaps it was because it was... I suppose we can't control him. We sort of know him well and he's his own independent source of power and he's not part of our... Sort of, I mean, he is an, an autonomous agent, isn't he? Yeah, he's, like, he's a little bit antagonistic. He's, um, you know, he was like... He's no. He's no, isn't he? He knows all of us too well. That's what it was. Yeah. And also, he's, uh, he's, he, it was, he, it was like a, a, the more than the dog, <laughs> he's created disruption. <laughs> Dog's been good as gold. He's just sat over there quietly chomping away. All right, Matthew. Now, come on, mate. come on, for God's sake, this is a Sunday. What's the matter? You seem a little bit upset about <laughs> Let's get it out in the open and heal that wound. Do you think that talking about things is the way back to a solution? I always think communication is key. In a relationship or friendships? In, every, every, in all, every walk of life, talking about something gets it out of your head. Actually, listen to... I saw. I looked at the podcast charts, right, and the number one was... I can't remember what it's called, Mad World. Of, no, it was a thing that ha Prince Harry was on talking about mental health issues, mm. and I listened to it, and I like him. He's, I like him. He's, he's definitely right. my favourite Roy. And he doesn't sound that posh. 
I don't know if he's worked on that, but you know, like Prince Charles, sort of like. He's <laughs> like using a different part of his head to talk out. Prince of. Harry just sounds like a slightly well-bred but normal person. Well, I know people that know him, and apparently he's sound. You know everyone. I vaguely connect tangentially. I've never met him. I was invited to a wedding that he was at. Unfortunately, couldn't go because we've got a little baby. But I thought, oh, that'd be interesting to be at a wedding yeah, with Harry. Seems very normal and nice. And I think it's good that he's talking about mental health things that he's gone through. Yeah, Katie Hopkins, of course, said the royals should maintain a stiff upper lip. Did and she? she said, oh, I don't want to hear about the royals having anxiety or depression. I think it's, yeah, I mean, I suppose vulnerability and honesty is a good thing. All right, then, well, what it was, was on the way in, got a message saying, like, don't talk about, like, the election or politics or anything like that. Or, like, I wanted to talk about a story that was about, um, like, uh, there's there's new neurological testing that demonstrates the impact of LSD on consciousness on oh, the brain that, how it yeah. creates different sort of brain activity literally gives a higher state of consciousness yeah and I've got so that the geezer that runs the station like I've heard via our producer oh don't talk about like uh, you can't talk about LSD and you can't talk about politics and like when I took this job there was no sort of talk of like, oh, there's these restrictions that are in place, don't do these things. And so I think what I initially feel is that, like, like Noam Chomsky says that in media, it's not like there's overt and explicit censorship where people come in and go, could you just say the government are doing a great job and we really support the government? It's just that you wouldn't ever be in a position where you could, would have the power to say anything contrary to the government if you held those views. There's a brilliant clip if you YouTube Noam, Chom Noam Chomsky, Andrew Marr. It's like a one-minute-long thing. And Andrew Marr's questioning Chomsky about the role of it. And he's saying, yeah, but I'm not censoring myself. And he's going, no, you're not censoring yourself, but you wouldn't have that job if you were the kind of person that would present oh, any kind of alternative yeah. Weltanschauung of worldview. Okay. So what it made me feel is... It's like, that, you know, sort of there's rules that, that come from Ofcom about you can't talk about politics except, uh, like, you know, unless you provide what is called, you know, balance and, you yeah. know, undue prominence. <laughs> there's sort of all the, but, but what I feel is, is that all these various regulatory bodies plus people's natural tendency to be averse to risk and the uh, sort of commercial requirements of a, of a global, you know, radio network come together to create a kind of, what do I want to say, a sort of a homogenised product. So what I felt like was that there wasn't sufficient freedom because like, obviously like, I'm not an idiot so I'm not going to do an item on the radio that's on at like 12 o'clock in the afternoon where you go, yeah kids, why don't we all take acid? You know, I'm in recovery yeah, yeah. from drug addiction so I understand that drug are very, very potentially extremely dangerous. But if you want to talk about the nature of consciousness and that, that certain chemicals alter people's perception, for me that's fascinating. And if the and if there's a sort of a sensorial attitude towards it, what like well, you know, sort of strangled in the cradle type attitude, even though this is quite a frivolous product, we're only on Radio X eleven to one. We're not like this isn't like there's kick over the bins outside Downing Street time. This is just casual chat with mates, you know. Yeah, what I feel like is like this the imposition of regulation. But then just to counterpoint that, don't you think that he was probably thinking that we would, with the acid thing, go mm. that way and start going, you know, like not no as, as blatantly as that, but be f quite flippant about kids taking acid? Yes, I think that that is what happens, but that's indeed how it works. And it, like it works on the level of like that if you sort of, if you have a, a generally sensorial attitude, 
then mm. well, like if your attitude sort of comes from a position of fear of oh it's easier not to talk about politics it's easier not to talk about the nature of consciousness then what you get is a very narrow bandwidth of conversation yeah. you know and like I, I value just as much a, a silly story talking about like a woman giving CPR to a pigeon in the streets of Glasgow and indeed I can see how that's demonstrative of quite profound ideas about the nature of life the nature of the sacred the fact that it is a woman that's from India that regards that animal's life as important I feel like it can get deep on anything but like I, and I I suppose you know like i've got to, you know take responsibility for the fact that i've as you know talent in inverted commas in the past created yeah yeah if you like dermot o'leary they probably would think oh he's not gonna he like his boundaries mm. are he's a, a person yeah his boundaries are in place already and that's sort of you know not specifically dermot o'leary i think he's brilliant and a lovely i mean man. he's always on acid whenever <laughs> <laughs> he's high as a kite <laughs> i mean he uh, you kept he didn't. And he won't listen to it. <laughs> he was he doing the nightly show on peyote. <laughs> night after night, he staggered out there doing a shamanic dance, Looking up. at his hand, going, wow. This is amazing. How can my consciousness possibly control my hand? It doesn't make sense. No, so it's like, no, I suppose, yeah, that's... I, 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 I think I'm particularly easily irked by that. And this is sort of a new job for me. I've only been, we've only been doing this like sort of four or five weeks. Four good weeks. Four good four weeks. weeks. Four good weeks we have. <laughs> One wheels come off. So yes. far. But yeah. and a, a cart can operate with three wheels as long as the two if you're strong. Crazy. <laughs> 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 the unicycle, a cart with one wheel rolling towards Armageddon, shouting about censorship on air. No, I suppose it's like for me. I feel like there should be an explicit conversation. It should be an intelligent conversation about like, look, you know, look, there's sort of Ofcom laws about balance. So if you say, oh, I don't trust the Conservative Party, you have to say, I don't trust the Labour Party, I don't trust UKIP, I don't trust the Lib Dems. I don't trust the Green Party. You'd have to say all those things, or vice versa, or whatever. But like yeah. for for me, I mean, it's like, an ele- that's only when there's an election, isn't there? Because then your the coverage has to be balanced. Although legally. this, yeah, though this period hasn't started. So my thing about the election and politics was, I just think it's boring. For in this, like I, I'm interested in all that stuff, mm. but in the context of this show. It hasn't, doesn't really fit, and also it leads us into a bit of a cul-de-sac of just people going. I know, think like, this. I think that. This, it could be opinions. on anything. Yeah, and I think like people, so, like oh god, the news and the, you know, it's just so so brutal at the moment. I think it's good to have places where there's n- it doesn't isn't tinged by that. Yeah, and I think there are numerous ways that you can go about not being tinged by it, and I think one way is transcending it through humour and comedy. I don't think that comedy's sort of a lower medium, mucking about and being really stupid and reckless about stuff. I think it's really liberating and yeah. powerful. Yeah. I think it can be, but like, so, so I guess what I felt like was I felt like the slow encroachment of an agenda. Like, that's not neutrality, not talking about it. Not mm. talking about it is a different kind of agenda being asserted and exerted. Mm. So... What do they think? That I'm not going to play by the normal rules? Just me and my Alsatian going into the radio studio? Blondie. (laughs) Yeah, so I suppose that's what it is. And in a way, I do feel a bit better for... It's good for talking about it. And now it's out in the open. Everyone's... It's all fine. And we um, could, we've got numerous choices. I mean, we could play Doves, Black and White Town, which is a sort of a good way of... I mean, I don't, I, I don't know the track, but... It's brilliant. It's a brilliant tune. Yeah? It's brilliant. Should we could put that on, and then when we come back, we can talk about an operation to cure saggy knee skin being the most sought-after <laughs> procedure <laughs> in Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, all of these things are opportunities for us in a way. But for now, I shall press these two buttons, we'll listen to the doves, and we'll come back and see what's unleashed by the forces of the unconscious mind. This, this is this. Radio X. Russell Brand. Ben. 
kale crisps all over the desk and perhaps an expletive as well to boot and we can't possibly blame Noel. We can't say that this is the half-life of Noel's departure. What would you do? Did you spill kale crisps and... Well, you passed them back to me without looking at me, I so I grabbed desk. one end of it. I know. No oh. one would know it's radio. You can enjoy, enjoy those kale crisps, mate. <clears throat> so do you I, feel better for talking about that? Yeah. A little bit. There's a bloke making his way into the studio now. Uh, he looks concerned. He's rubbing his head. No, he's gone away again. It's, it's okay. That was just a passerby. Yeah, I do feel a bit better for uh, talking about it, as a matter of fact. Right. Saggy knee skin. <laughs> Shall we talk about saggy knee? <laughs> <laughs> do you mean me? That's what I call you. It says here that in Hollywood, and I've lived near there before and worked there, People, women listed here, Demi Moore, Sharon Stone, Catherine Zeta-Jones, have all looked effortlessly glamorous over the years. Glamour. I suppose glamour's got a few meanings. One is like a, a superficial sheen of beauty. Uh, glamour, uh, glamorises a verb. That's what the vampires do to, to their victims. They glamorise them. No, they mesmerise them. They glamorise them. Check it out. It's something I know they a lot dress about. dress them up and make them all... Beautiful. No, they sort of go, well, hello, why don't you come for a moment to well, my study? An old version of, Is that like an old meaning of that word? Yeah, glamorise, it sort of infuse someone. Like flattery. Yeah, it does it basically synonymous with mesmerise, like old G right, came okay. up from his poem, like old granddad from home, no, don't, please, please, please. But he was actually, he was, I mean, he was right in terms of it being a synonym, but glamour, I suppose, is the particular word. Anyway. skin. Saggy knee skin. The trio have been criticised for displaying sagging, wrinkly skin around the knees. God, I mean, who writes this? The trio have been criticised for displaying... No one's... Have, is anyone... Displaying. Criti- it's always... That's Daily Mail, isn't it? It's flaunting. Yeah. They like, use... Like, e- like, the, like someone's just wearing shorts and a vest. They will Flaunting her treasures. To, you know, it's like the weird word, like everyone's performing just when they're in public. Yes, yes, it does. Well, because like, I suppose if you use a word like flaunt, then it legitimises the criticism. Uh, they're hiding in a bush taking a photo of them. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there he was, flaunting his children on a private day at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in a bush. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, like, it's a very, uh, yeah, it's a powerful verb to start banding around, or at least informative. The tr- the, right, so they've been criticised for displaying sagging, wrinkly skin around the knees. Inkles, they're called. I like that word, ninkles. You, you like the idea of a knee wrinkle? Yeah, unless that's meant to be caninkles, but I think it's ninkles. It won't be caninkle like Kaniki from Greece. It'll be ninkles, knee wrinkles. Oh, ninkles. <laughs> you ninkles, ninkles. Hello, ninkles. Oh, what's wrong with you? Come here. Yes, I can see what they're talking about, because, like, it's very hard to uh, control your knee skin or your elbow skin. You know, you could work out and tighten up parts of your body, but you're, sometimes when you're straight in your arm, your mm. elbow, that skin, is almost scrotal. It's a law unto itself. The knee skin and the elbow, they're peripheral figures like the shaman living on the edge of the village, refusing untouched. to... Untouched. <clears throat> not being kowtowed by the system. There it is, the knee skin, living by its own laws, playing by its own rules. Would you ever do your knee skin? I've done, like, I've not had the time to look at the old knee skin in any real detail. That's how these things work, isn't it? Probably no one has. And then once it becomes a thing, go, have you had your nickels done? Look at the state of your nickels, babe. You should be at <laughs> this, this festival. Hey, if I polish, you got four inch of nickel here. Oh, my God. I'm going to snip that nickel out from you my nails. 
I don't consider the back of my head and the back of my body to be as much me as the front, but it is, isn't it, really? That's as much you, like your back. That's as much you as the front of you. But you don't give it any time, do you? You don't give it any air time. Let's say you're sitting in a meditative state. Wash your back. You don't think about what you're wearing on your back. I don't think about right now I'm existing from the back. I mean, imagine you just started to walk backwards and sort of have that as the centrepiece. The face (laughs) is the dominant thing, isn't it? Yes, for good reason. Because your sensory organs are yeah, there, but what the if you nose, like, the eyes, the mouth. A load of slop in the back of your hair. You wouldn't just leave it there because... I wouldn't leave it there, but what I'm saying is you don't prioritise the back of the head enough. I say, like, we should start... Imagine you start to think of, like, in a way, the ninkle movement highlights an important problem. Knees, elbows, the forgotten territories, lower back, unless it's tattooed, like dear Sarah Gallagher's. It can be a forgotten world unto itself. Like, someone could show me a photograph of my own ankle, I wouldn't recognise it. You could come up to me and say, what's that? I'd go, I've no idea. How did you get in my house? It's an ankle. I'd say it's an ankle. I might do that. I'd probably prioritise how this person has breached security. I mean, with a photo of your foot. Where did you get that photograph? Oh, I've been conspiring with your girlfriend. (laughs) We're logging every single part of your anatomy. But there was a TV game show, isn't it, where people date each other by looking at each other's genitalia and seeing whether or not they would like to date that. Or just just that. Yes, I believe so. You just have a glimpse of it through a portal and then you go, yeah, I'll date that genitalia. The person stands in, like, as you said, like a portal and then you can't see them and then the the curtain light lifts up so you sort of see their feet and their knees and it goes could you up date those knees and feet you see is the face right and what you have to are you under a timer so you got to press a button <laughs> no I, I can't remember but you have to choose you negotiate with it yeah. Matt they show you the, the knees and you go well would you go up someone whose knees are like that and you go yeah actually I think it That's would so silly it's quite silly isn't it I suppose it's taking objectification to a, a, another level mm. and that's why these these ninkle operations are becoming I mean, so evidently so popular. Well, what else is there about Ninkles? There's the doctor, Dr. Simon Urian, is that? Yeah, what's he got to say? Claims, claims the Ninkle op is the fastest growing in town and it's also set to become huge in the UK with six clinics now offering it. And That's we're like popularising it. Don't get your Ninkles Don't done. worry about your knees. Leave your Ninkles. Your little scrotal elbows. <laughs> Leave them as they are. But I, I don't Simon, even know what... He's, but, sorry, he says... Yeah. The knees, neck and hands are the first things to go and the first things to give someone's age away. That's sort of true. Look at Madonna. Hands. <clears throat> Even the most toned of celebrities. What's wrong with being old, though? Yeah, why are Nothing, we... Nothing, but if you're fighting to look young, that's what I'm saying. I oh, think this right, is the right. real problem, isn't it? We're sort of continually trying to address trying to be inner a teenager problems. Forever. It's like, what's the point? Yeah, just let it go, man. Never Botox? Never. Never let... Did you think... Did I, did I twitch when I said that? Because I'm paralysed uh, by Botox. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> No. no. I thought you might have done. No, I, I've not. I stopped dyeing my hair. I used to dye my hair for a while. But look, can you see how distinguished I am at the side of my head? Yeah. Which I consider to be the new centrepiece. No, see this sideburn? It's grey as well. No. See this? Oh, yeah, bits of it. Yeah, I don't dye my hair anymore. I've decided to, since becoming a father, I've decided to just wither on the vine. That's what I've done. This just decay. Well, better. why are you getting your, your ghoulies snipped senseless? Well, because that's not part of my look. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to what Dr. Simon says. Go on. Simon says, Simon says, Simon says, get your ninkles done. Even the most toned of celebrities can suffer with loosey-goosey skin. That's what Ooh. he calls it, loosey-goosey. I think it's all real regular loosey-goosey. Look at that, that's so loosey-goosey. I can get a wooden spoon under there. I can stretch it like a canvas and scribble all over it. Simon, get your bloody wooden spoon out of my knee. Screen. 20 minutes per knee and you can go in in your lunch break. It's relatively painless. So no wonder it's becoming popular. Don't do it. 
Let's Silly. just let ourselves go, everyone. I mean, to be honest, though, thinking about it, I own a nasal trimmer. So, like, you know, if I was actually well, just... That's all right. Especially yeah, someone who's hirsute. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I've got unnaturally brambly snout, but I sometimes think if I just let myself go completely, never trimmed another pube, never did anything... Trim your pubes? Yeah, yeah, don't you? I've, no. I've given it up. I, I can't be... I, I mean, the, the stretching of the sack is the real... Oh, God. It's a humiliating moment for any man, isn't it? Stretching it quite, quite I think tall. I did once, and then it was a two of hell. Well, no, yeah, no, when it comes back. I mean, never go in one of those flotation tank devices, you know? Ooh, that's very strong magnesium. That's if you thin. go into strong magnesium with a recently shaved scrotum, by jingo, you know you're alive. <laughs> you go plunging into the unconscious mind. You see new realms. Oh, yeah, new realms come, but you're dragged They're back. just banging on it. Help! Get me out of here! I got a lot of pain in this sack, buddy. A flotation tank. I mean, it's a lovely experience, but yeah, don't do oh, it. Yeah. With a reach recently shaved body part. Have you been in a flotation I have, tank? Yeah. In, did you go to the one in London Bridge? No. Called Floatworks. Maybe. I think that's where I went. They all, they still email me. It was about ten years ago. They, they want you back. I've left my pants there. <laughs> no, yeah, they're still trying to make me go back. But it, if those it is pants amazing. are still in a flotation tank, by now they've probably achieved enlightenment. We should probably follow those pants. Those yeah. pants might know what's going on in the transcendent realms where truth is. I don't like things that have got a time limit, because... After about 20 minutes in there, I just think, oh, it's going to end now. It's going to be the end. Oh, no, there's no now. point enjoying this. So the whole last yeah, Don't you think that about life in general? Don't you think about life in general? Oh, what's the point? I've done all this now. I've had a family. When I was younger, because I'm 40 this year. When I was younger, oh, yeah. I just thought 40 is the end. Like, what's the point? Like, when someone said that, I'm 40 or 42 or something, I just Put, thought... Give them a bolt gun in mate. the nut. <laughs> Ta-da, oh, see yeah, you later. Man. So I have to reappraise my whole sort of thing. Well, go, yeah, that's actually a really good thing, turning 40. Why is this? What is this? Negotiate it, yeah. What is this? This uh, deification of youth, this rarefication of youth that's happening. Why is that? There's poor people got their worried to sick about their loosey goosey knees. Here are you and I staring at a calendar, worrying about the first digit. I'm 41. This is it, you know. We can we consume with the visual image. You're right, because we're not tending to the unconscious world. So youth is the like, spiritual there's world. a lot of uh, value placed on youth. Not so much in the past, like in the 50s or yeah, something. Just as, I think it's to do with commodification, that everything is a product, everything is for sale now. So like you look at things, that, like the idea of old has become sort of past its sell-by day, mm. decay, instead of something that's valuable. Phone filters, you take a selfie and it sort of beautifies you and oh, it makes terrible. you sort of skin glow and stuff. The yeah. ones where they make the skin lighter. Like, this, what, what, oh my god. Like yeah, it's like some proper old school apartheid stuff. Huh? That is old school apartheid stuff. I think if we've learned one thing from this radio show, and we haven't, is that we need to embrace the truth. We need to look within ourselves and see what's genuinely valuable and all any kind of superficial change, whether it's a snap election, a snap erection, a snip diddy snap diddy vasectomy is not going to alter the world one iota unless you start negotiating with the essential truth within. See, this is the first time I've done a spiritual rant. That's what this show's been missing. Perhaps <laughs> perhaps <laughs> Mr. G can better summarise this than me, using the form known, known as poetry. And what is poetry but truth? Is poetry truth? Is poetry beauty? Here is Poet Laureate of the show, Mr. G. Hopefully this contains at least one apology. <laughs> better say Ninkles too. Okay, this poem is called Avoiding the Dark Matters. 
What you have witnessed is the weekly interaction of massive particles, discussing the half-life of the fortnight reuniting old barnacles. With <laughs> stones rolling to unbuckle, F-bombs dropped close to the knuckle. Mm. The distance between blueberry supernovas accelerates the forgotten chuckles. Watch our Ninkle Hadron collide with such well a done. lust for life. Emissaries are wishing to see freedom for all pipes, a marathon of sunken treasures. Two hours and 26 miles of hell for leather. Radio X has now been pinned, pinned from now until forever. What we are witnessing is the absence of something. Resuscitating low-flying birds, our consciousness is endlessly thumping. Our dreams will need catching. Our concepts will need action. You're listening to the sound of one wheel moving, but that's all part of the attraction. That's Woo! really brilliant. That's brilliant. Russell Brand. This is Radio X.